0: From Champaign, Illinois, this is the Jumping the Rail podcast with your hosts Mark Redmond and Mike Narcolinus. Welcome to episode 29 of the Jumping the Rail podcast, coming to you from Champaign, Illinois. This is Mark Redman, and uh, once again this week we're joined by our buddy Kyle Reed, filling in for uh, a baseball dad in progress, Mike Nargelinas. Uh Kyle, how's it going, buddy?
1: I'm good, how about yourself?
0: Not too bad. We got Marco with us over here, and uh, after the last episode, we're hoping for uh, for a good one. Yeah, it'd be nice to get one full <laughs> run-through with the video without stuttering we are we are not the Howard Stern show. We do not need a stuttering John on uh, on this one, which is also a, a joke about a hooker with a speech impediment. But that's neither here nor there. I don't have my rim shot wow. handy for this one. That's so all I got. So we got a lot to talk about uh, today, Kyle. Yeah, I'm uh, ready for it. It was a pretty exciting weekend of of thanks, wrestling. What? I just said thanks, Nard. Oh, Nard. Ah, uh, yeah. So, just with the wrestling itself, we had a, a hell of a fun weekend between WWE and AEW. Yeah, and a uh, lot of fun. And yeah, th- there was some uh, fireworks. People were have a lot of opinions about what went on Sunday night after lots of all-out pay per view. Whether the uh, whether work or shoot, nobody seems to know for sure. I know several people that insist that it's Tony blurring the lines and try and we're, we're going to get into this later on. We're going to, we want to get into the, the pleasant stuff first. Wait, wait, okay. wait, let's
2: first deal with the elephant in the room. You want to deal
0: with the elephant in the room?
2: <clears throat> yeah. The elephant in the room. It's real simple. That was by far the worst fucking pro wrestling pay-per-view I've ever fucking seen in my life. Now wait, hang on. Except which one, for,
0: which one are you talking about? Cause there were two the
2: Sunday, the all out AEW all out. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I forgot. Not everybody listening knows we had a little gathering, but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, Absolutely underwhelming. Now, I'm not talking about the quality of the wrestling. Right. I'm not talking about the quality of the, the any of the stuff they do. I'm talking about the overall quality. The production of the show was crap. It sounded like ass. Okay? The crowd was as weak as I've ever seen a crowd in my life. I We could have been having a fucking bar mitzvah. Okay? Until, uh, until CM Punk's match, it was a pretty bad crowd. There were moments of life, but overall... I mean, it was boring. Now, just for perspective, this was your first time viewing AEW, was it not? I know. Every time we've done this so far, it's been WWE pay-per-views. Right. And the level of crowd enthusiasm blows the fuck out of what I saw. And I personally think if AEW is going to really compete, they've got to do better than what they did the other night. Cause that was shit. I mean, I don't care if they got to have half naked women run through the stands going, get up and cheer, get up and cheer. They got to do more because if there's no electricity in the room, how do they expect us at home to give a shit?
0: Yeah. Well, that's a now elephant gone. Go ahead. (laughs) All right. So let's get into all out first. Just since, since Marco brought it up, uh, I agree in ring wise, not a bad show. Like as far as like the actual wrestling part of it goes, right. Uh, I do agree with about the crowd. There was maybe three matches that I remember that the crowd was really up for.
1: Yeah, I, di- I didn't see anybody standing at, like any time.
0: Yeah, I didn't see standing, but I'm talking like audibly, like you oh, could audibly? hear.
1: yeah, I didn't hear any of that either.
0: Uh, just
1: <laughs> maybe I'm deaf, or it wasn't there.
0: Like I said it wasn't. It, it was wasn't bad. often. There were, th- like I guess, there were three. It was the uh, I thought the tag title match. The crowd was really hot for. Uh, with the acclaimed and oh, Lee okay. and Strickland. Yeah, 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 uh, Jericho and Danielson, they were pretty, they're pretty in on that one. You know, those guys are, I over, didn't actually so. see
1: that one, I had to go home, go to sleep. Oh,
0: okay, that was a good match. And then uh, obviously, you know, they're gonna be up for punk, right? Because right. you know, Chicago, right? But uh, I took the liberty, by the way, and all you uh, indie fans will appreciate this. I counted how many super kicks were during the show. <laughs> which is a big sticking point between that. That's what I counted. i was surprised there were only two Canadian Destroyers the entire show. That's it? Yeah, both by Pentagon. Of course. <laughs> In the latter match. That's all right. So I was expecting more. Uh, but, yeah, I counted 16 super kicks over the course of the show, uh, most of which obviously by the Young Bucks. Bucks, yeah. But, but something that stuck out, they don't call it a super kick when it's not the Young Bucks. They call it a thrust kick. Which I wonder if that, that's the book's like, hey, that super kick's our thing, you know. But, we okay, would like Sean to copyright Michael's that. Thing. Yeah, we have a Michael's trademark name. on that name. Yeah, trademark isn't a isn't an option on that one because everybody does super kicks in WWE. And, right on. But in their narrative, I think they want to be the super kick guys. Right. But by the way, Nick looked fucking ridiculous with that yeah. mustache.
1: <laughs> it was the dumbest thing because I couldn't tell the difference between them. Like, I know one was blonde and one's brunette, but I was used to when, where. Nick, right? right. Like, blonde. Yeah. Didn't have that, you know, no facial hair.
0: Yeah. Matt had like the regular beard. Right. Then Nick had, it was a beard with a, like a blonde mustache. The Hulk Hogan wannabe reversed. Yeah. Superstar Nick Jackson, if you will. <laughs> but yeah, they, they always look kind of ridiculous with their, with their look, you know, whether it's the show where they both had ridiculous mustaches. He's or, trying to look like a heel. Yeah, and the problem is that they're baby faces, right? At this point, but uh, here uh, because I I did I did take notes. I'm like Menders today. I took notes on this pay per view because uh, I knew we were going to get into it. Right. Uh, just talking about the latter match. I like the, uh, the 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 Joker one. Finger quotes because yeah, obviously it was it was Max yeah. making his big return.
1: I figured whoever the Joker was is going to win. Cause right. I think the Joker wins every time.
0: Usually. Yeah. But once I saw that it was Stokely halfway up on the ladder, I knew it was going to be MJF because,
1: because people that watch
0: the Indies that followed MJF's career, they know that those two are tight and Stokely used to manage MJF on the Indies. Didn't he
1: manage that whole crew that was out there.
0: Yeah. That was his whole stable of right. wrestlers. But I don't like that. He just handed the chip to, to max. I thought right. they could have had it where all those guys come out and, Beat the hell out of all the other guys, you know, just shady, right. which is good when you're a heel. But then they should have had Max come out, and actually climb the ladder, and take the chip down. It looked really weird, just having Stokely just standing there holding the chip up it, it, like this. It really looked weird. Yeah, so that was the big thing I didn't like about that match. Uh, Narge was
2: uh, dead nuts on on who that was. Oh yeah, so was which I. was you know
0: where you where... once once I saw Stokely take the mask off, I knew it was gonna be Max. But okay, uh, uh, the thing. Also, and I hate bumps on the ladders. They look bad. They look like they hurt like a motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Especially when you take like a, I forget who it was, but I think it was Ray Phoenix took like a back bump on the ladder against the guardrail on the floor. Yeah. Just stupid. (laughs) You know what I think is dumb on the ladders?
2: When the guy's on the ladder and there's nobody in the fucking ring, and he stands up there and he acts like he's struggling to grab the sumbitch It's an inch away. It's building now, suspense. It's not building shit. It's making them look like terrible <laughs> actors. Either don't all be outside the ring where this guy can get up there. Well, they can't all be the know. rock. I don't care who they are. It was just ridiculous. I mean, it looked foolish. They there's got what, four guys went up there and they're right there. Like, oh, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. It's they're like, a fingertip nanner, nanner. away. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. And you know, again, that's one of my complaints about it is you can do a better job of portraying the struggle to get to that. But if you're the only guy in on the ladder and all you got to do is
0: reach right. up and grab it. Unless, you you're selling, unless you're selling like a leg injury. where. It, where but they're not. I mean, not. It, there they're was
2: a couple times nobody was selling anything except the fact they will not have an acting career after
0: this. I'll tell you what bothered me. And it was only the only guys that did it was uh, Andrade and Roosh is when I think it was Yuta was climbing the ladder when Roosh's number came up. He's in the ring by himself. He's climbing. Roosh is just standing at the top of the stage, just taking his shit off real slow and taking yeah. his time. If somebody's about to climb, he's, and Lee he was at the top of the ladder almost. You'd be
2: running your ass. You'd be, in ru-
0: there. You'd be busting ass, getting yeah, down. If there. it was a
2: competitive match, you would be going, oh shit, fuck this. Right. Because right. that's a title
0: shot on the line for this. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of what
2: I'm getting at. It's the same type of concepts. Like, guys, do a little better with that.
0: Right. You got you to have a sense of urgency there. It's like a. Royal
2: Rumble ladder match is pretty, pretty much. much what it is. Yeah, I mean, basically, he could have gone up the ladder when he realized the other guy wasn't where he needs yeah. to be. He could have slipped a rung and fell down, gone, ah, oh, shit, I fell. Yeah, that way he had time. I mean, the two of them are supposed to work together. this, right.
0: Uh, no, it's uh, it's every man for himself in that match.
2: I'm talking about the entire production. They're all
0: working so together. They're all working together to put on a, you're a not, good product. You're not really trying to win the chip
2: because you if you are, was... you'd grab it, right? So when You've you're up the it ladder good, and like, make it look good, fall off the fucking ladder.
0: The comedy, the comedy yeah. fan of me we would love to see somebody someday just like slip and then go banana peel it. But yeah, the other thing I took away from that match, Claudio's a fucking freak in nature. The business with making that almost like a Erector set out of like three the, ladders yeah, with ladders, on it. yeah that was, it was madness and i've seen him do some pretty crazy things power-wise in his he's day strong as a beast for his size yeah he's the kind of guy that you would see if he was alive in the 20s he would be riding a penny farthing to the gym with a handlebar mustache because he's <laughs> <laughs> he's like a european strong man you know
2: he really is i ho. i hang on a minute before you go further it's time for Mana. ah yes
0: let me get you some poor there, uh, Mark. If you would. I see Narge said he has the podcast on at Kyler's game. Yes, he does. So does Narge, he have...
2: we need we need updates on Kyler's game, yes. too.
0: The, do you have an audience with you, Narge, or is it just you with like your headphones in? And I know he can't answer me right away. He will. Uh, right. Minders uh commented on we were you does ladder bump, which also stupid.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's very dangerous. All right. Cheers. From our proud, not-sponsor, Terramana Tequila yes. to you. Cheers. Salute. That's good stuff. That is so awesome. You children. Oh, yuck. Oh, that's good stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't have not eaten much today. Yeah, Narge uh, comments. WWE ladder matches do the same thing with, like, taking their time going to the ladders and... Over exaggerating everything, I think so all ladder matches do. Yeah, it's kind of a trope, you know. That's why I like there are some guys th- that you watch that
2: Yeah, no, I guess I hadn't paid attention as much on those <laughs> because again, I don't have to watch all the action. I have an entire crowd. I have a lot more bodies. Right. The AEW one so muted. All I could watch was the bad mm-hmm. parts of the action.
0: There was a ladder match in 2000 in WCW. It was a three count. The Young Dragons and Evan Courageous and Jamie Noble. Uh, you don't know who these people are, but... Not as clue. But this is a three-team tag-team ladder match. And uh, three counters the heels. It's the Hurricane and Shannon Moore. Okay. And they, like, as soon as the match starts, they slid out of the ring to go get a ladder, which you should do. You know, the idea mm-hmm. is to climb a ladder. Everybody else jumps out the ring to follow them. They stop cold, go reach under the ring, pull out their own ladder. So while everybody else is halfway down the aisle fighting... They've got a ladder already in the ring. This is what I'm talking about. That's right. a brilliant strategy. Right. You don't see that anymore with ladder matches. It's all just about who can do the craziest high spots for no damn reason. Right. They're going to hurry things along instead yeah, of. At the risk of getting on my soapbox. So, that's about all I had to say about that ladder match. Uh, like I said, the right guy won. I wish it was a better way to do it than how they did it.
2: Yeah. You talk, I mean, MJF should have been. MJF should have been it, and he should have won. Okay.
0: That's a yeah. good way to bring him back. Uh, let's talk about the trios match, the elite and the dark order. I think this match, I wish it was the elite and the United empire, which was the match that we got on dynamite last week, with Osprey and Aussie open against Omega and the bucks. Okay. I think they could have split the bracket different to where, cause that would, that's more of a marquee match.
1: Yeah. With Osprey in there.
0: Mm-hmm, cause I mean, Ospreay is former, former world champion. He's had this social media beef with Omega for a while now. Yeah. So that's something that the fans would be into on a pay per view. Were they
1: fighting in the same place in Japan? They
0: were both in New Japan, yeah. Yeah. They've only wrestled once. Omega had the, got the win there. Excuse me. That's with tequila. But the <laughs> but yeah, that match <laughs> the the Dark Order it just seems so random that just uh, Grayson and Ren, or Silver and Reynolds and Hangman against the Elite. That's not a pay per view match to me. No. Page and Omega is a pay per view match.
1: Yeah. It is,
0: but uh, I think they could have split the bracket. Have that match we got on Sunday be the one on Dynamite. Have Ospreay and United Empire win the Rampage bracket and then go to the pay per view.
1: Yeah, because I wasn't really was not a fan of that match at no. all, really.
0: But I will say this though: uh, John Silver and Alex Reynolds may be the most underappreciated tag team in AEW.
1: I'm not saying they were bad. No, no, but they were good.
0: But they were kind of they were fodder. You know, everybody knew the Elite was going to win. because right. it's the Elite. You know, right. But Silver and Reynolds, I think, are a, a really fun tag team, even if they just go into the tag team division. They have good, solid double teams. They're both good athletes. Hungry's a, a lot of fun to watch. Uh, doing the Braun Strowman, he kind of running around the ring. And, yeah. But he's like 5'7". <laughs> Kyler's but, team is losing 1-0, to Presently, uh, uh, What is he?
2: Okay, look, I'm just giving you what I got.
0: <laughs> All right, well, we're pulling for Kyler, our, so give him our uh, good juju. Uh, he it's just him in the outfield. See if they'll play uh, your love before they leave. Uh,
2: is Josie on a vacation far away?
0: She must be. <laughs> I mean, they're from England, so it would have to be far away if they're over at the uh, there's that ballpark. There is that. Yes, uh, Jade Cargill and Athena TBS Championship. Uh, not I didn't love it. Not a great match, but still, I think Jade's best showing. Yeah, so far in her I run
1: loved her as She Hulk. Like yeah, it. she had the She Hulk
0: thing. Okay, going. so
2: so, Jade, or Athena was Jade was She-Hulk. She Hulk. So she the was tall one. the she was the tall one, the, like the green yeah. coloring. Okay, she was phenomenal.
0: She is a, just a, a dynamo. In She's yep. a crazy good athlete. She's green as grass. Though. She's she only was, been in the uh, business less than two years, I think.
2: She was She's built, good. and I ain't, I ain't talking woman built. I'm talking built. Yeah, like oh, she, she looks really, like she could beat the tar out of any of us. Oh yeah, yeah, easily.
0: And, but she uh, actually showed she could take. She could take it as good okay. as she gave it in that match. Yeah, Because I think it Got some good shots in on her. I thought she had it for a couple of times when she hit her finish on her. But it was, uh, like I said. She was She-Hulk.
1: That wasn't happening.
0: No. <laughs> but the thing, she always does this. Her, and I'm not knocking her for having her kid at ringside. If she's going to be a heel, she can't play to her kid. You know what I mean? Because that makes her seem likable. Yeah. I mean. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So. But, you know, I'm not trying to be an old grump. So. Uh, Lethal and the guns against FTR and Wardlow, six man tag. I've, I I would have preferred if this was just FTR against the machine guns. That'd you didn't need matinee. you didn't need Wardlow and Lethal involved. No, um, you didn't because anybody that knows me knows I'm a huge mark for tag team wrestling, and these are two of probably the best in the last ten years, team wise.
1: Yeah, I mean I liked the Motor City Machine Guns when they yeah. were TNA Impact. Yeah, that's when I started liking them.
0: Yeah, I, I first saw them in Ring of Honor back in 07. Uh, they had a match with the Briscoes on, I think it was Cabana's last show there in Chicago. And it was, I, I don't do the star ratings like Boy like, like and Meltzer, but uh, it was it would have been a, a very high, highly starred match in my opinion. But this match, I mean, Wardlow's getting the pin, obviously. He's the guy they're pushing. He's the yeah. big star. Yeah. But uh, I did pop for Sanjay's shirt, though. <laughs> oh, the old, yeah, he yeah, had yeah. the fight like an eight year old girl shirt but he crossed okay, it out and wrote Brad on it I was wondering it. when we
2: were talking about that one that was
0: phenomenal
2: and fun that's just good I heat I really right liked there. it well and I loved that they brought the little girl out at the end to you
0: know finish him yep I think her <laughs> name was Finley
2: if I remember right I think that's the correct but,
0: name but uh, she's Dax Harwood's daughter she has uh, I guess she had a hole in her heart that she had to have fixed so she's had heart right. problems
2: right. it's good PR if nothing
0: yeah and it was a, it was a nice feel good moment right uh I had, I was I would have loved to have seen her do one of
2: those things where they jump in there and they come down with their leg right on the guy's neck, basically. And oh, the Hogan leg drop? Finished him. That would have been funnier than <laughs> shit. All my, 37 pounds her crushing his larynx.
0: My brother told me that, uh, well, didn't tell me. I'm getting confused. When I was six years old, my brother actually did a Hogan leg drop to me, but he didn't work safely. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of bending the leg across here, he just went straight, straight down. I, I thought he was uh, going to kill me.
2: Hey, Mark, do us a favor and what's just rise out of your chair and let everybody see the KISS Army shirt you're wearing today, the JTR Army oh, shirt. All right. This is available on ProWrestlingTees.com,
0: uh, by little the A little bit way. of
2: product, product push. Look at that, folks. Dwayne, that was specifically designed so you would order one because we know <laughs> your affinity for that uh, one band. He is a proud member
0: of the KISS Army, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Oh, yeah. Hey, what's up, BJ? We see you, brother.
0: Ah, good to see BJ. Yeah, uh... Minders agrees with me about playing to the kid for Jade, so i right no, not the only one. Something else, I want—I had been wondering for the last few, couple weeks, where has Samoa Joe been? And then lo and behold, Ooh, here he comes. comes, looking great, by the maybe way. Maybe he was in the Samoa. Yeah. Maybe. But he's looks like he's about almost down to his TNA weight.
1: Yeah, he looks good.
0: Yeah? Uh, I don't know if he was hurt, or maybe he was taking time off, because he's the Ring of Honor television champion, and the Ring of Honor's not really running shows. So. Right. So he's just... Maybe chilling. just kind of chilling, doing this thing, you know. But good to see him back. Hopefully, we'll see more of him uh, in the ring. I hope so. I think there's still business with him in Lethal, like to be done. Oh, I think that was obvious. The, yeah, because they had the match at the Ring of Honor pay per view. Uh, one of the it wasn't the main event. I think it was the semi-main. But I think there's uh, there's more to more to happen with those two.
1: Yeah, um, probably more than likely.
0: Yeah, uh, Willie Hobbs and uh, Ricky Starks. I. Didn't think it'd be this short. I
1: didn't care about it.
0: (laughs) I mean, I've I've been liking the build up to it. The storyline's good with Hobbs turning heel on Ricky because they were a tag team. I didn't think it'd be that. I thought it was, I thought it would be a longer match, but yeah, Hobbs almost, you could say he squashed him, which surprised me.
1: Well, he's a big dude.
0: Uh, Oh, he's a freaking stud is what he is. Yeah. I see big things out of powerhouse Hobbs going forward. I don't know if he'll be a world champion, but he'll very least I could see him going with Wardlow for a while.
1: Yeah, I could see that. That'd be a,
0: that'd be a, f- a fun match because there's one thing I put on uh, on Twitter is that uh, I love watching it when like just two big dudes just beat the crap out of each other in the ring, and we'll get into that a little bit more when we talk about Clash at the Castle. Okay, but uh, so yeah, I so said that was uh, a little too short and not a lot to say about that match. I hope that that's just the start of something going forward with those two. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, World Tag Team title, Swerve in our glory against the Acclaimed. This, I thought, was a match of the night. It was a great match. I thought this was the best match on the entire show.
1: I think the, the, what's the Uh, house boys?
0: Oh, uh, the gun club? Yeah. They weren't there. They weren't there. It was the Acclaimed.
1: I wanted Lee and Swerve to lose.
0: Yeah, I was was really thinking that the Acclaimed were going to take it. But uh, I think the crowd, this is one where uh, the crowd was up for. Because they were doing... Scissoring, they were, they were. You know, if you would have told me even a year ago that scissoring would become popular in professional wrestling, right. I would have. And not like a body laugh. scissors, not yeah. the submission hold, like actual. Right. I would have thought you were nuts, but I God they're getting it over. Uh, if you can get past the horrible wrapping, the claimed are damn good. Yeah. I
2: would have thought that scissoring thing would have come in in the women's league first.
0: You would have thought so. Just, that would make more sense, but Joe would know
2: all about that. Yeah.
0: I think we need to—Narge uh, is a big fan of the scissoring, uh, as is uh, his— Well, uh, Murray, Murray Murray
2: likes that version of yeah. the new high-five, we'll call it. Yeah.
0: Right. Uh, do you think that he would get in trouble with his mother or at school if we got Murray the scissor me daddy-ass t-shirt?
2: <laughs> Probably. <laughs> daddy-ass? Is that what it says on it? It says
0: scissor me daddy-ass, because yeah, Billy think, Gunn is daddy-ass. Uh, I,
2: I think scissor me, without the <laughs> words daddy or ass, would be— Okay, I don't think Scissor Me wrestling. would go over well. Well, as long as it's a bunch of wrestling guys and it does this right, I don't know. Man, you know what? Actually, it's probably all fucking wrong. But, yeah, <laughs> probably. But, uh, oh, uh, Stacy, stop shaking your fucking head.
0: Oh, uh, she's yeah, she's she, <laughs> she doesn't she understand the Scissor She Must have heard scissoring. the conversation. Oh, she's listening. She, she's she. Watch,
2: hey, she watched ninety percent of the match here the other night. She had a good time, I yeah. think.
0: Yeah, she said she had fun with you guys. I was uh, unavailable because I had a gig, but. Uh,
2: she says, yeah, we'd be in trouble. Yeah,
0: <laughs> makes sense. Uh, I like that Keith Lee's is doing the thing as a tag team because otherwise he'd be blowing up sky high within five minutes and oh, yeah. really showing his limitations. He's, he's getting better in the ring as far as his stamina is going. Right. Which I think Swerve is helping. He's getting he's getting his ring time He was back the back very in. large gentleman. He's the yes. big guy,
2: yeah. Oh, man. I'll tell you what. The best thing about him was he just seemed to have a perpetual smile. Yes, I thought that was fantastic, you know, because he was still doing his thing. But he, it was almost like he's walking around going, come here, little man. Let me right. let me chew you out. He's see, like, I can do know? whatever I want let to you. Let me chew you up and spit <laughs> you out, boy. And, I mean, he's had this big grin. Yeah. Uh, that's cool personality I like thing. Keith Lee.
0: He seems like a genuinely nice guy. Uh, I was a big fan of him going back again to Ring of Honor when he was teaming with Shane Taylor. But what they were doing, he was really getting a big push in NXT before he came to AEW as their NXT champion. He uh i think he got covid at one point he was hurt he had he was just fighting various illnesses and when he came back he just wasn't quite the same he was like he was missing something right and then he got his release and then when he came back to aw he just seemed same deal he just seemed like he was didn't have the gas he didn't have the wind oh. to to go
2: Maybe long-term COVID.
0: Could be. I mean, we got a friend that's uh, going through that, you know. Or
2: I think actually several of us are experiencing some form of effect. I now sleep two hours more a night. Yeah. Because if I don't, I'm dead out. And that's, I mean, over the last, since January, when I had the second bout with COVID, so.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm proud to say that I am winning COVID right now. Because I have not had it yet. Yeah, 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 it's good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like I said, uh, to that. Up to that point in the show, that was I wrote on my notes. That it was the best match of the show so far. It stayed that way the rest of the show. I think that was better than even the main event. Oh, really? Yeah. You liked it better than the CM Punk fight? I did. I did. Wow. The psychology was better. The this is one the crowd was up for. They were. Yeah. They were. They were loud and proud in that match.
2: That's that's. I mean, the CM Punk one. Honestly, I was really shocked because I mean, as we've discussed before, the whole blood thing, which Vince didn't allow. Right. AEW obviously allows some. Uh, yeah. And I was like, wow, that was like, I didn't expect to see that.
0: Yeah, they're a lot more liberal with 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 the color in uh, AEW. And I think there's talk about when WWE goes TV 14, they might get back to that a little bit. But that remains to be seen. We'll see. Yeah, uh, let's see. Four-way for the interim AEW Women's Championship. Uh, Tony Storm, Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, Hikaru Shida. I thought this was the worst match on the show. Was I was I match. was not a fan of this match. It was very sloppy. I thought
1: I felt like Tony was going to win the whole time. Being... It was
0: it was predictable. Yeah. We know she's going to win because she's tag team partners with Thunder, so they're going to have the unification match. Right. And don't get me started on the uh, interim championship. Okay, I won't. <laughs> I just huh? think it's a bad idea. I think that if a, if the champion can't compete, just relinquish the title, yep. you get a title shot. When like you come how
1: offended uh, and Universal Championship when he won it.
0: Well, it's, I didn't say that they always do it right. Our, our listeners are commenting furiously, sir. Oh, they're furious.
2: <laughs> commenting furiously.
0: Uh, Mender says Hater should have won. I thought she was going to, to be honest. I, mean, I knew Tony was going to win, but there were spots. They gave her a lot of hope spots in that match.
2: Gar- Gary Gary doesn't think. He says the AEW
0: allows too much. says it loses its specialness. Yeah, he's not wrong. I mean, you can't have blood every match. What, just do it once a month? No. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gary. Very well done, sir. I like it. Uh,
2: but every, every here's 28 the thing, days, though, They have a but. But you guys are huge fans of GCW. Everybody bleeds at GCW. Even half the fucking crowd not, and the announcers. Not
0: everybody. There's <laughs> GCW. Like they're you can take you like a Nick Gage or a Cologne or whoever. Right. Then you get the death matches. You get the blood. But then they also have other matches where there's not blood. Where they have guys that have technical matches. You know, Blake Christians, your Jordan Olivers, guys like that. So they don't. Right. Unless it's a tournament. They're not going to have just a total bloodbath every on the show.
2: Oh shit! Dwayne must have gone to church Sunday. He said some people think there's too much cussing in AAW. What are your thoughts? I don't think there's enough fucking cussing because if you're really in a fucking argument or a fight, you're probably not going to be throwing the Jesus words out.
0: I think, I mean, I don't have an issue with too much swearing, but if you're not if you're doing it just to get a pop, I think it's yeah, just for the sake, of no, no.
2: But there's there's a naturalness to. Uh, energy and and saying things that are spurred a moment
0: and F-bombs happen. I mean, when MJF called Tony Khan a fucking mark on TV, I thought that was great. Awesome. It was well, awesome. brilliant Because nobody expected it.
2: You're my boss. Fuck you. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Here's my thought. If okay. You,
0: if you know there's possible cussing in the show.
1: <laughs> Stacy says not enough cursing. If you And you don't like cussing. There's a thing called
2: remote control and change the channel. Or mute. Yeah, mute. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Or maybe AEW can double-brand themselves, and they can send a bleeped version out to the Puritans. <laughs>
0: no, the Puritans. Uh, so, no. yeah, like I said, so everything about that match, is, it was obviously sloppy, it was predictable. Uh, something that wasn't predictable was the Jungle Boy Christian match, I've, if you can call it a match.
1: Right, <laughs> so, I, I read about what because that's where I left. Okay. It was right there.
0: So basically, Luchasaurus basically turned heel... I, during I the entrance. It. I read it,
1: and I'm like, what the hell? I
0: think this had to have been cut for time.
1: I heard Christian's injured.
0: Christian, he's got a bad you elbow. You think they
2: cut something for time? We thought it was going to be over 10. We were hoping. <laughs> Those shows run way long How on AEW. How long did it last? It was like uh, about, 10, 30, it was, it was 11, about four like, hours. It was you know, I five, think it 11. was
0: close to 11 when we were done. Damn. Yeah. But, yeah, when Christian, he's got the big brace on his elbow. Uh, I think that may have had a part of the reason for why it was cut short. But... Uh, yeah, it's just weird seeing, cause if it was a your full wife's match, on one, sir. Oh, it's wrestling, not hopscotch. Oh, why she, are she Puritans is, watching? She is feisty today. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like, you would think they would have saved that Luchasaurus spot for later in the match, yeah, you know? You would think. So I think they just tried to just squeeze everything together in really three quickly. minutes. Yep. Yeah. Which if Christian's hurt, that makes sense. Cause he didn't take any bumps in that match. He just right. yes. hit his finish and got the pin. was over. Uh, retaining his heat though, so I'm hoping that. Well, maybe, that's a good thing. That's, there's got to be another match coming with those two, so.
2: But we if, appreciate it, Stacy.
0: But if Christian's hurt, then we're going to get Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, though. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, American Dragon uh, Brian Danielson against Lionheart Chris Jericho. Uh, that was so cool to see Jericho. He yeah. was actually doing better than I expected. Yeah. And Lionheart. Yeah, I love the Lionheart gimmick. Number one, because he comes out the white zombie instead of right. Judas. But yeah, that was his gimmick in Mexico. Me- did I say Mexico. Mexico? Mexico. 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 And uh, good. Uh, I just is a is a clinic. You know those guys wrestling, counter wrestling, all that stuff, which you're always going to get out of Danielson. Right. Uh, well, Jericho was,
1: said afterwards that he, uh, Danielson's one of the best that ever stepped foot oh, in the yeah. ring.
0: And I don't know anybody that would disagree with that.
1: And Jericho's fought a lot of people. He's fought everybody.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wish it was a clean finish. Uh, Jericho will for the pin. I read about that. I would have liked it to be clean. But, you know, he's a heel, so yeah. he's going to get that heat. Well, then his little Garcia pretty boy follower. Oh, I was so disappointed you had to cheat. Well, yeah, he's uh, it's doing part things.
2: of the fucking script. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It'd be great if he just held up the scripts like that's what it says to do. It says right here, cheat. <laughs> that's what Bobby Heenan always said: win if you can, lose if you must, but always cheat.
2: There you
0: go. Uh, let's see, House of Black versus Sting, Darby and Miro. It was, it was all right. It was a solid. I think the wrong team went over. I thought House of Black should have won that one. Speaking of Black, what do you think?
1: Gonna have a uh,
0: sounds like he uh, he gave he's a taking, he's, sounds like he's taking some time away. I don't know if he's leaving the company or not because. What I'd heard is he asked for his release, but got denied. So he might just be taking some time away. But uh, maybe for mental health or something. Ma- maybe, maybe. I'm not uh, going to speculate. But Alistair, he's. uh hey, well. you'd be a little depressed too if you're in a room with eleven thousand people and only heard three of them. <laughs>
1: That's true.
0: But uh, <laughs> man, he's he's one of my favorite guys to watch, though. And I, I'm not a big fan of the the gimmick that he's got in AW. Right. But you look at. Just the stuff he did in NXT when he was the NXT champion. He was fucking great. Yeah. And legit, you know, legit kickboxing background. Uh, Dutch uh, Muay Thai, I think it was. Yeah, he could do a lot. Yeah. So hopefully he, he'll he get his... Uh, Dwayne, they both said that. Uh-oh, I was about to say, are we <laughs> about to have a throwdown
2: here? Dwayne, Dwayne, do we need to bring you on for a little throwdown about who said what?
0: <laughs> but uh, but no, nah, hopefully he'll get his head back straight and then... Uh, He'll come back and he'll be back in top form again. Uh, Stacey asked if he's coming back to WWE, perhaps. Probably not, at least not right away. It sounds like Tony's kind of cracking down on. Uh, he sent him, his lawyer sent a message to WWE, like warning them not to tamper with his talent, which I don't think anybody's tampered with any of Tony's talent. Probably so not. I think Triple H may have him scared right now. Probably. Because well, everybody wants to go back and work for Triple H. Yeah. So they he's like,
1: "Don't go in. mess with my guys." You know, right.
2: Triple H is going to put an ad in every newspaper in the nation. Now hiring professional wrestlers. <laughs> if you have ever wrestled in your life professionally, even if you're in a contract, go ahead and give us a call. We'll figure it out. No,
0: no, legally he can't do that. It's no different than any other professional sport. You can't tamper with contracts, but, uh, but now no, I, I think game. Triple H has a lot of people's attention right now with what he's doing, oh, and yeah. Tony knows it. Yep, <laughs> that's the I least of his it. problems Excuse right me, now, sir.
2: I'm, I must disagree. They're two different companies. Mm-hmm. That's like you work for one hospital, I work for another, and if my hospital's offering more money and you hear about it, you're welcome to go fi- try and join them. They're two different companies. The internal contracting, which is like the NFL, when you play for the Cowboys, the Browns can't tamper right. with you because you're under one umbrella of one company. When it comes to wrestling, sure as fuck, Triple H can put a sign out saying, hey, we want CM Punk to come back. I'll give him $2 million today. Nope. Can't oh, do it. sure? Why? Because he's under an AW contract. Doesn't matter. He can break his contract. That's a legal matter. It's not. It got nothing to do with WWE. Triple H can't be in trouble for it. He doesn't
0: owe AEW anything. No, but I think I could see them taking legal recourse against WWE if they did that. I bet I think they it's lose been, their butt. It's been done. When Scott Hall went to WCW, yeah. same deal. Yep. They had uh, his contract was up, but he was still using the gimmick. A little bit. He wasn't yeah. Razor a but he was still By talking the way, with the he accent. Was talking in the accent. And they actually sent a cease and desist. He had to stop doing it. No, no.
2: Sending a cease and desist is like me sending you a letter saying, stop wearing black ball caps.
0: It means nothing. It means nothing. <laughs> Although, a cease and desist is maybe my favorite Young Bucks shirt. It was when they were in the <laughs> Club. Because they got us, I think they got a cease and desist for doing the two-sweet, the, the hand signal. Good so then boy. they made a T-shirt that says cease this and one, desist. This one? like Something like this, isn't this, it?
2: This. Oh, this one, yeah. yeah. Wolfpack.
0: But anyway, uh, so like I said, it's uh, we'll have to see what happens with uh, with Malachi. Hopefully, everything's good with him, and uh, he'll be back to back to form. I don't know where this leaves a House of Black, uh, Brody and Buddy, and
1: add somebody else. Well, it's it, the House of Black. I mean, right? Ma- House of Gold. I don't like, know. Let's.
0: I'm just gonna throw it out there. House of Danhausen.
2: There you go. <laughs>
0: oh yes. <laughs> You know, that was a little disappointing because you know,
2: I don't really know who he is. But Narge pointed him out the other night in the show. And I was like, oh, that's him. Okay. But he didn't play a fucking major part. And I was like, man, I want to see him involved.
1: He's a comedic act, I think.
0: <laughs> I told this to Stacy, and um, He doesn't win a lot. I don't care if he ever wins a match. He is so fucking entertaining. That I, just well, I mean, I'd like to see him in a match. I
2: mean, he was in what? That little little interlude segment. He said a couple words and that was it. I was like. That's why I didn't know who he was. Like I didn't get any feeling that he mattered.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a he's a very good wrestler, but he's just his character is so over his the top. His character is bigger than his, his yeah.
2: talent level on the wrestling matches yeah. or and, whatever.
0: And I'm a big Danhausen fan, as evidence. I've got the mug up there on yeah, the yeah. Uh, on the armoire. Well, we know
2: we know some big fans, although they're very tiny. Yeah. We know there's some big fans yes. out there.
0: I've I've met Danhausen. He did not curse me. That's uh, why Murray and Baker do. Danhausen does own a jumping the rail T-shirt, by the way. Uh, What's that? I did give Danhausen a jumping the rail T-shirt <gasps> at the Squirt Circle Expo. I don't know if he wears it or not. He usually wears you sweaters. Tweet, like you better tweet him and ask him
2: why he didn't wear it on the AEW match the other night because that'd have been cool as shit. Or did he? And we didn't notice. Uh, oh, did not. damn that guy! Uh, Terramana for everybody taramana. to Danhausen. To Danhausen, there you go. Oh, yes. What's he sound like? Yes. <laughs>
1: That's that's Paul Bear.
0: His voice kind of fluctuates. <laughs>
2: mm. He talked like this, and then they go like this.
0: But I don't know. Wow. that's my only impression, really, except for maybe the occasional macho man. I
2: think Stacy got her a new man. The <laughs> name's Danhausen. Her favorite.
0: He is so nice. We uh, we do watch his unboxing videos on uh, on so YouTube. I. So do I. What the hell is that? Is that wine? Yes. Wine in a gigantic beer mug—that's that's America right there.
2: Well, I was out of—I was out of beer, uh-huh. and my beer was non-alcoholic. So ah, yeah. this is a courtesy of uh, Amanda. She was here this weekend, ah. and said I could drink it. And it's a black blackberry wine. Hmm. And it's wasn't that actually- a country
0: song, Blackberry Wine? Strawberry, uh, strawberry wine? Ah, wine. Ah, yeah. I, well, I am a fool. But there's Blackberry Smoke. But they're right, a band, right? I enjoy that band. Mm, they're awesome. So let's get into the main event on this one here, Kyler. Kyler? Punk and Moxley. Kyler. What did I say Kyler? Yes. I meant Kyle. I'm sorry. Speaking of Kyler, Narge, give me a score, man. But uh, let's get into pa- the main event here.
2: Yeah, come on, Narge. Where's the scores? Come on, keep us up to date. Pay
1: attention. To the ballgame mainly.
0: Not bad. Feels like I just took communion. Basically. <laughs> Where's the cracker?
1: What? The
0: Where's the cracker? Oh, the, the wafer? Yeah. I, I don't know. My brother will well, enjoy that joke. You could just joke.
2: make the you can make the easy
0: joke. There's
2: three of them sitting right, right
0: here. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's not bad. So with the main event, I was surprised how split the crowd was. I thought it'd be a lot more one sided for Punk, but there was actually some Moxley chants going on.
2: Well, Moxley's awesome. He is. It was. Uh, it was. I mean, and we noticed that when we were watching the match that uh, the uh, this was in Chicago, CM Punk's home. Right. His walkout. The crowd was really there for him, and it, you mm-hmm. could see it. I even remarked to, to Nard, I thought it was odd how many people touched him because I was like, I don't know that I'd feel comfortable touching somebody you know that I don't know like that. But people were reaching out, shaking his hand, patting him on his back and stuff. But Nard said, well, he walked through the crowd, that's that's part of the game. And right. I said, okay, I get it. But uh, people were really into him. But then the match starts, and we went right back to this almost subdued thing. Right. It was it was like watching people watch golf at times. Right.
0: Is it, it mainly remind- like
1: older people? At AEW? Uh, I would think it'd be
0: younger. It's like an eighteen to forty-nine demo, I think. Maybe 18 yeah, right. To Try 35. and blame us. Try and but blame like- us, old people. Okay. See what happens here, ageist. But the, <laughs> the crowd almost reminded me of a Japanese crowd. Oh, really? If you watch in the Japan, show, they're, they're very yeah. respectful. They sit. They react according, like at the right spots, but they don't. They're not a constant right. wave of sound. Right.
2: Well, and you got to figure though, AEW fans are still going to be pro wrestling fans from the. WWE era type people. I mean, so now are we talking about a group of fans that have given up on WWE to the point? Then I wouldn't think that. I mean, there's a small part of that, a portion, but it's not. And it's- if you don't like... Let's put it this way. How about this? You're a WWE fan. You're disgruntled and done with WWE. You go to the AEW. You're a fan of AEW. Narch. Wouldn't you want... <laughs> but wouldn't you want at one of their events to be showing your ass and saying, I'm here, this fucking thing is my thing? Right. You want to show this sitting is on the your coolest hands? thing right. in the world. You know? But there's a lot of hand sitting. A lot of people just boring. And then he, he's right. They got in the middle all of a sudden and they were cheering for the other guy. It was mm-hmm. like, you know. And CM Punk... I think he was actually shocked when it, the crowd kind of twisted a little and started going Moxley. But then all of a sudden it was like, Moxley, CM Punk, right. Moxley. It was like, wow. Well, I, I wonder of, if it put
0: him in a bad mood.
1: I think, <laughs> I think, I think uh, right, he was already in a pissed mood. That's why it happened. Um, uh-huh. But but maybe people were starting to turn on Punk because of his little tirade against Hangman. Could
0: be. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the match was the finish was predictable. I mean, everybody knew Punk was going to win. Oh yeah, Chicago. Yeah. Uh Gary. Gary points something out. They just
2: had a big show in Chicago earlier in the week. Also.
0: Yeah, they ran Dynamite and Rampage in Chicago. AEW
2: were both doing their shows
0: there. AEW did their whole week in Chicago. Uh, they
2: probably should have done Dynamite in like fucking Florida or California. Sh- you know o- to- Champagne. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> right? Champagne would be nice. And you know, I think that Con guy who you well, know Tony forgot where if he came it weren't from. for his roots. You know, yeah. He still talks about the U of I and stuff. Of course, he
1: does. Did you hear him at the scrum? He was talking about the U of what, I. What, I forget what did he say. Something about he had some uh, college buddies from the U of I up there with him.
0: Yeah, here's an idea. Why don't you have a show with the U of I at the State Farm Center? Right. You get a lot of people. You know out. what I think?
2: Tony Con should invite jumping the rail up one time. Let us interview everybody. Let us be in the scrum. Let us, yeah, let, let, us, the, be, let, us let us be let us be part scrum. of that crowd. I mean, I get. I bet we get an arch like. Paint somebody's face on his chest and go bare chested
0: like, out there, like if Kamala. Not, I will. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, you know, kind of, kind like the football fans do sometimes when it's like yeah. four we degrees outside. Have Narge
0: go shirtless and paint Danhausen's face on. his That belly. would be great. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> I think there's a uh, there's a t-shirt idea. <laughs> oh, good lord! not if we can do a cartoon of, of a shirtless Narge and then just superimpose Dan. Nars is going to
2: listen to this thing. If he's not listening now, he's going to listen back later just to hear how it went. And when he gets to this part, he's
0: going to be like, I mean, fuck you guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Kyle, you're kicked out.
0: Yeah. Dwayne says, I like both. Dwayne, so do I. I'm a fan of both AEW and WWE. But, uh, that's oh, that's said. what Dwayne was talking about. I think that's what he was talking about. That's what she said. Uh, I like that uh, they saved the big juice for the main event, Punk doing the blood, because he was really yeah. the only one doing a lot of color in that match, yeah. in yeah. that show. Uh, there's one thing that bothered me. When Punk took the big bump outside on the floor, why wasn't the referee counting him out?
1: Good question the referees are is it no disqualification or is it no it was just a regular now?
0: it was a regular match but uh and uh, the the referees in AEW get a lot of criticism for good reason uh what was it was it Aubrey or it wasn't aubrey I think it was paul Turner uh but and he's actually a very good referee but just they miss things when like in' their show. they don't do the countouts they don't count the tag team like when the guy's an illegal yeah. They tend to turn a blind eye to interference or chairs sometimes.
1: Can't have that. That's part of the
0: story. right? And Jim Ross will break them over the coals over it on commentary sometimes. Wouldn't and, surprise me. And I, I got to kick out. Gary off. has
2: an interesting observation here. Okay. He says, uh, Punk's about to be the biggest heel in wrestling and MJF is going to be the savior. He's not wrong. That is a... Uh, but and, that's a that's complete 180 from both of them. Yep, it's uh, not that I don't ex right. I, I get that that happens, but yeah, you know that's just wow.
0: Yeah, but uh, yeah. So the match itself was good. Uh, good psychology. I mean, Punk's clearly 100 percent on his foot, but he was still selling it to where right, right. You know, uh, good finish. I liked the double go to sleep. We had to go to sleep on Mox and Mox kind of collapsed on top of him. Mm-hmm. So then Punk gets back up with him across his shoulders does and does it again. again. So that was good. I liked it. And yeah. uh, good finish. Crowd was up for it, obviously. And then that's when they get the MJF reveal after the match. Uh first off, Sympathy Sympathy for the Devil. Come on. That's nice. I'm awesome. surprised Tony ponied up the money for the Rolling Stones, but that's yeah, that that's a, 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 not yeah, a I'm cheap uh, that's not a cheap track to get. Or, or maybe they didn't
2: pony up the money. They're they're waiting to see when the bill comes <laughs> they're in. They're waiting for
0: the aforementioned cease and desist.
1: No, the rolling stones. Because during the scrum, Jericho and Tony talked about it. Oh, did they? Yeah.
2: No, Dwayne
0: here. MJF needs to stay the heel.
2: Dwayne, you know what? I think we should see if Tony will hire you.
0: MJF is a fantastic heel. I'm not going to disagree with that. But right. it's not up to them. <laughs> it's not, up to yeah. the fans.
1: Yeah, but sometimes the biggest heels become the biggest baby faces. Cold C Austin. Correct.
0: But if the Didn't crowd Hulk Hogan do a couple flips.
2: The rock tried here to and be there. a bad guy. Right.
0: Yeah. But if the crowd wants you to be a baby face, they're going to make you a baby face. Right.
2: Menders is over the AEW refs, especially Knox. So, I, you know what? I got to hear Rick, what the fuck is your problem with the referees? Rick,
0: Other than, I mean, they were boring too. Rick Knox is pretty much the Young Bucks personal referee. He was in Pro Wrestling ah. Gorilla. He's the bald referee. He is borderline inept. <laughs> I don't want to say anything <laughs> bad about anybody, but I mean, he's. You're is, trying to
2: avoid an ass whooping, I'm huh? Trying
0: not, I'm just trying to avoid <laughs> not getting someone to come on the show eventually. That's what I was about to say. But, <laughs> but no, Rick Knox, he's. With uh, Pro Wrestling gorillas in Indy out of Los Angeles. That's that's the Bucks' kind of home base. And they do a lot of kind of free-for-all kind of matches here and there. A lot of celebrities celebrities go to the shows in LA. I think Topanga's a big fan from Boy Meets World. Oh, really? Yeah.
2: (laughs) Guess I'm going to LA to a wrestling match. Good Lord. And I
0: will admit I am a big Topanga fan.
2: I was always a big... (laughs) I didn't call her Topanga. I will leave that alone. But... (laughs) I, I was were, always a big fan. I love Daniela uh, Fisher. Fisher. That's official Fish, yeah. with official Yeah. Did you
1: know, she dated Lance Bass for a year.
2: So she turned him. Apparently. She didn't know. <laughs>
1: Apparently not. Uh, she was in high I school. didn't even have to
2: date him, and I knew. He, he went with her
0: to her senior prom.
2: Yes, Gary. Daniel Fishel.
0: But uh, back to Rick Knox. We got, we got on a Topanga rant. Uh, we jumped the rail a little bit. It, it Jumping seems this like rail, man. when Rick Knox is refereeing, and he referees all pretty much all the Bucks matches, they play him like a fiddle. They'll either distract him or they'll turn him around. He just lets them push him around.
1: Because he knows what to do. If it's
0: Earl Hebner, he's not putting up with that shit. <laughs> no.
3: He'll
1: F5 him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Dwayne, he's so clever. you oh, bang look a at topenga? you, Dwayne. <laughs> what did he say? He said, you want to benga to he he made a rhyme. Uh, Gary, I am aware of the Boy Meets World rewatch podcast. I haven't checked it out yet, but it's on my list.
2: Didn't they? Didn't they recently do a new Boy Meets it, World uh, like Girl twenty years World. later? Oh, it's Girl, Girl Meets and it's, like it's her, her, her and his Topanga's daughter or something, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're both on show. it, right? They're both on it. They're both on it. Both That's on what them. I thought.
0: Uh, Sean Hunter made the occasional appearance. Yeah.
2: Dwayne, you're being filthy. We don't it's like that.
0: Now, yeah, it's not, it's over <laughs> with now, but. It, was a it lasted what a, a season? Uh, couple, Two? A couple seasons, I think.
2: So so Fuller House is still the best is longest that run. No, it's done, but oh, it, it's I done. think it
0: got six or seven seasons. I got through about six or seven episodes. <laughs> oh, it was fun. I don't know. Jump but on uh, this rail. Yeah, we're, we're flown
2: off the rails. Or a TV or Uh, Oh, by the way, while we're talking about being off the rail, everybody listening now, we want to let you know that our very next episode, two weeks from now, is going to be our very special, super duper, awesome, fucking killer episode, all about the moving pictures, the moving pictures. We're going to discuss people from the pro wrestling world and their endeavors outside of pro wrestling, specifically in film and television. We'll we would do, we would add music but let's uh, let's face it other than chris jericho and Fozzie. or john cena and then J- john cena does music he, he, he too he had See, a rap he, album uh, well okay fine not a find, great rap album vanilla but rice and all that good vanilla, vanilla <laughs> rice vanilla rice is why he, not is he related to jim rice maybe i don't know but uh but <laughs> you know movies so y'all listening start thinking about your favorite movies television shows television episodes even that had pro-wrestling-related people in them, whether they're the wrestlers or even, I mean, sometimes there can be writers and stuff right.
0: you might know of. Vader was on Boy Meets World. Yep. There you go. There you go. <laughs> if you saw the Hulk Hogan episode of The Love Boat, feel free to chime in. Right. I'm just going to tell you guys, Fessick kicked ass. Fessick, yes. I'm a big fan of Andre. My brother loves my Andre impression, by the way. But uh, Oh, shit.
2: Randy Savage <laughs> did a rap album, too? He did.
0: He had a diss track of on, on Hulk Hogan. Couldn't
2: he have just... <laughs> done a re- remake of Macho Macho Man and been done with it? Could have. Should have. <laughs> I would have loved it.
0: I bet you would have. But uh, anyway, so yeah, then just to kind of bring the, bring the all-out discussion home, uh, they bring Max back after the show, after after the main event comes out. Right. Uh, big pop. You know, I think the crowd's ready. It's been, what, four months? Yeah, it's been a while. I think uh, Bully Ray was talking about like the video, he said it looked like a scene from The Road Warrior when he's putting his like when the road when Max is putting his leathers back on after yeah, his he, wife and kid get killed. Those That's those what Max scarlet. doing with the scarf and all. I that. felt
2: like so at the end where they they have his back to everybody and he takes the mask off and stuff or whatever you know that scene. Mm-hmm. I thought it would have been better if he'd have come out in that full regalia, masked up still, gotten in the ring. And revealed himself that way. I just felt like the maybe, video. Maybe cut, wipe
0: out Punk on, in the mat, like have him be Punk laying and take the mask off. I,
2: I I just, I just, I didn't know if I needed any contact or anything like that. Just, it felt like this backstage video of him thing, it didn't feel as good. I mean, he was already there, he's in the room. Right. Bring him back out and have him go, I got this coin, yeah. I got this, you know, something. Right. Well, my, I just my- felt like they undersold that part.
1: My problem with, with that would have been half of the crowd would have seen him before the other half of the crowd. Yeah. So it, reactions would have been opposite sides. Yeah. So Not, what what
0: did you think about them playing the voicemail over the uh, on the video of Tony calling him and basically giving him what he wanted before? It's MJF. He yeah. just does I mean, pretty much whatever he. I'm wants willing to. to bet my right arm that it was just a it was a work probably. voicemail. But yeah, it probably was. Menders loved it. Well, Menders is a, is a heel gal. She likes the heels, so she, I think... She likes them bad boys. Can't have them touch yet, Gary says. What's he talking about? Uh, punk and MJF, I guess. I'm I assuming. Gary, if I'm wrong, tell me.
2: Are you meaning like
0: they like, like they to can't, be touchy? No fisticuffs. Oh. No no physicality. Which I always thought was a weird word. Physicality.
2: Oh, so so he's saying that my version of he should have been in the ring taking off the mask, they should not have had any contact either
0: way. What, and I could see that. What they could have done... Lights go out because Tony loves to put the lights out. When the I know. We come... thought the stream died a few times. <laughs> when the lights come back on, Punk's on his on his face. No idea what happened. Mask man standing over him. Mask comes off. There's there's Max. I thought that would have been fine.
1: Yeah, because right? there's no proof that yeah. he did it.
0: So just to kind of take it home, uh, in-ring, not bad. Uh, crowd with a lot to be desired, especially for Chicago, who's right. typically a big wrestling crowd. Right. Uh, like I said, most of the AEW shows, I, saw, I heard somebody on Busted Open call in and say they thought it was one of the three best of all time that they've put on. I was like, dude, dude's nuts.
2: Maybe the problem was it was Labor Day weekend on Sunday. Everybody had done, I mean, let's face it, many of those people had probably watched the WWE match at noon, right? Maybe. Before. It was
0: the NXT show, so maybe not, but that remains to be seen. But it
2: was a pay per view, right? Or some it was, form it was an of NXT what they call special, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So people watched that. It's Labor Day weekend, so people drink a lot. It's just, I mean, that's why the cops are out all weekend. Right. So maybe people got a little too drunk on Saturday. Maybe. Grilled out a little Sunday, got a little drunk. Sunday night, they were already, you know, half in a bag, as it
0: were. But I, don't I know there was a lot of wrestling fans out outside of the arena. They had a bunch of fan interaction things. was like between Busted Open and wrestling tees, mm-hmm. like an AEW fan fest going on. So they were probably just out the entire day and they might have been brewed out you never know when Pro Wrestling tea's is there do they have a merch shop I don't know I and really, if they do were we in it uh, I think they only print on demand unless, oh okay but they probably print out a bunch of the AEW stuff gotcha gotcha since we are not officially affiliated with AEW then uh, we mean, probably wouldn't Menders has it. no life she watched every
2: wrestling show this weekend <laughs> I watched no, most of Menders. Menders.
1: I haven't watched GCW I watched all the other ones
0: the so, GCW was that Saturday night. Oh, Saturday night! That was also in Chicago. Mm-hmm. That the, the war so, game So show.
2: Chicago had three wrestling events okay. in four days. Uh, they had Wednesday, Thursday, right? four and five days. Four and five. Oh, great!
0: So by Sunday, these people are like fuck wrestling, right? And then they got Monday to go home because they don't probably don't have to work, right? Or back to their mothers' basements or wherever. <laughs> Oh, uh, Miners missed
2: GCW. It was, so
0: she did not watch all of the shows. Right. She lied to us. GCW was a good yeah. show. It was uh, The War Games was a bloody mess, as expected. Uh, shout out to a friend of the show, Alex Colon. He and Joey Murdoch won the GCW tag titles in that main event. There, there. we go. Uh, yeah, so we're going to move on. Uh, okay, so we got a whole lot of stuff to talk about. We got AEW out of the way. Let's talk about Clash at the Castle for a bit Okay, uh, from Saturday. I think this was the best show of the weekend. It was a great show. The uh, sixty-some thousand Welsh wrestling fans just losing and their they minds. They were in it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh,
1: the opposite of AEW.
0: Right. So the
2: Welsh people know how to do this, unlike the Chicagoans. ones. Well, I was... feel like there should be a challenge.
0: <laughs> well, the UK they hasn't had a. Lunches. The UK hadn't had a stadium show in thirty years yeah. before Saturday.
2: Menders, me too. Don't
0: me too, Menders. Oh, she said she was busy <laughs> drinking Saturday night. Oh I I should have been, but I wasn't. Uh NXT got number five with point eighteen BJ. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, I, think that Renders, was his,
2: I think that was his BAC before this podcast gotcha,
0: started. Gotcha. Dwayne, I agree with you. Um I'm just gonna jump into it. Best match of the night, uh Volter. You can say Gunther if you want, but Gunther. he'll always be Volter to me. Again, Sheamus Icy title. Yeah. We got Imperium back. Uh, if you're an, an, an NXT fan, you know, that's the full trio of Volter, uh, well, it was Eichner and Bartel in NXT. Now it's Gunther, Kaiser, and Vinci.
1: Yep, I got to explain that by Narge.
0: Right. <laughs> <Do> they were. <work? laughs> uh, just, I love the fact that all the seconds were brawling in the ring, the other four guys that were out there. Uh, Gunther and Sheamus were just standing nose to nose in the ring for a good 2 minutes that was just great. staring. That was great. And then just
2: uh, just yeah. beat
0: the piss out of each other they for did. 15 minutes.
2: Minter said NXT Worlds Collide was her favorite. Was that? That was the one on Sunday before All Out. So there was one NXT on Saturday and one on Sunday? No, no, no. Uh
0: the What was Saturday? Clash of the Castle was WWE. Right. Like, yeah. They're That's major. the one I was talking about. It right. was a big show. Right? right. The NXT show was on Sunday afternoon. Okay. Right. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I didn't see the whole NXT show, but what I saw was very good. Uh, we, we were talking about it before we went on the air yeah. uh, about Ricochet and Carmelo. And I don't think there's a more valuable talent in NXT right now than Carmelo Hayes, the North American champion. He's no, he, always having the best matches on the shows. Uh, I loved him with Ricochet. It was just such a good matchup.
1: Yeah, that was a fantastic match. Uh, they matched. Oh yeah. Uh, move for move. Oh yeah. Pretty much.
0: But uh, we'll get back to that. Let's get back to Gunther and Sheamus. While I got it. Okay. It. Did you see the pictures of Sheamus after the match? Yeah, I did. Holy hamburger! Smokes. Yeah. Gunther doesn't fuck around. No, <laughs> he's, he's that, a chopping son of a bitch.
1: I would hate to take even one of those. Yeah. But let uh, alone about thirty-five of them. It felt yeah. like.
0: But I I like what they're doing uh, between that match getting a, a big uh, – and I know it probably got a big buildup because it was Sheamus back in the U.K. Right. Probably, Walter was the U.K. champion for a while. But between that, then you got The Miz and Lashley last night in the main event for the U.S. title. They're, it seems like they're working to really build back up those secondary championships. Yeah,
1: Triple H said something about that. He wants to make it feel more like it was in the older days yeah. where the championships were
0: uh... – Important, oh, yeah, and important, <laughs> yeah, and I think that's uh that's marvelous because uh, AEW like hasn't got, quite got there they yet. They got Pushed aside, those, they they really did. They were an after they were an afterthought. Uh, they've really been putting most well at the tail end of Vince's run. It was mainly the women's titles and the world title, and the, like to an extent, the tag team titles were getting all the attention.
1: Yeah, the tag team titles was pushing it. Yeah, just, just the other two. Well,
0: I mean, you can't. To be fair, the Usos could not travel to Wales, so they couldn't have a title match. That's true. Uh, but th- every match on that show was just great. Yeah, uh, it was phenomenal. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. the uh, You got some surprises in there. I, I popped when Tyson Fury knocked out Austin Theory.
1: That was hilarious. <laughs> just, I, I hope
0: they make this a, a running trope of Theory trying to cash in, but finding some way they to just, fail every time.
1: Yeah. That'd be hilarious because the cameraman didn't even get over there real quick. He no, he just
0: to, saw Fury on the yeah, ground.
1: Fury's on the or Fury's on the ground and Fury's standing there. And yeah, I'm like, okay, he just got knocked the fuck mm-hmm.
0: out. Legit, and I'm not saying it was a legit knockout, but if you get punched in the face by Tyson Fury in a yeah. legit fight, you're, you're going probably, to be knocked out. Yeah,
1: you're probably knocked out,
0: and then he will sing American Pie to you afterwards. <laughs> uh, bye bye. That was something a lot of people were confused by at the end of the main event. Drew's in the ring with Fury, and Fury starts singing American Pie, which, for those that don't know, that's something Fury does at the end of all of his title fights. Does he? Yeah, he always starts singing that song during the interviews. So he was doing that. I think it was for the fans. (laughs) But everybody was so confused, like, Drew lost this main event. Why is he so happy and singing and everything? It's like, no, Tyson started the singing. Right. But it's uh, something that everybody, like, all the, you listen to, like, a Bruce Prichard or a Bully Ray or something. If the heel goes over, you want to send the crowd home happy. Right, so I yeah. think that's what they were doing. They were kind of giving them that feel good moment with he was
1: singing night, night, Mister Austin Theory guy. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. What did you think of Dominic uh, turning heel on Ray? Let's face it, overdue. We
1: all, we all knew it was coming. Yeah, long well, overdue. I don't, I don't think he's fully ready though, and that's probably why he's he's probably closer to it now than he was before.
0: Yeah, uh, I it, like I like how they're doing it though. They have him basically as Rhea's puppet. You know, Rhea's, yeah, yeah, Rhea's, yeah. Rhea's the boss She there. taught him how to be a man. Yeah, that's what she said. I think it was a revenge fuck because her fiancé was dating Ray, uh, Dominic's sister in on the storyline. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was
1: like, what? I, I must have missed that one. Yeah, but
0: yeah, because Rhea's banging Buddy Matthews in IRL. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. A couple I, of Aussies going down under every now and I then. I thought she was a... Uh... You thought she was going the other way? Yeah. No, She might go both ways. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to speculate. That's not my job. But. You're
2: just going to fantasize. We understand. So real quick, everybody, I think this is a perfect time right now. It's right 7 o'clock. We've been doing this for an hour, and we really fucked up two weeks ago. Let me be honest with you. We fucked up. Well, beside the, the fucked up stream. Modern technology <laughs> fucked up. We missed out on wishing our primary host, the guy who put the shit together, the guy who wanted to do this. Mark Redman just had a birthday, folks. Uh, so we're going to do a shot of Terramana for him. Happy birthday! And, happy birthday. and say happy birthday. Your here birthday. you go, Mark. Uh, happy birthday. Happy birthday, brother. You were very kind. Here's yeah. to you. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> and that should segue you right into the next piece of the conversation smoothly. Or not. <laughs> as he's so, as he <laughs> over here retching on the tequila. Oh, not retching, just the... Uh,
0: I haven't eaten much today, Ah, so uh, his liver's looking at him, going, "Are you fucking kidding?"
2: There's a reason I had a
1: subway sandwich before we did this. All
0: Um, right, so as we roll into hour number two of the uh, of the pod, should we just get into it, Kyle? Let's get into it. Let's talk about what happened, or maybe didn't happen.
1: The scrum,
0: the scrum, the uh, the aftermath. Talk
1: about about the clash.
0: That's that's all anybody wants to talk about. And I'm going to preface this. We don't know what happened legitimately. We were hearing things from dirt sheet writers, from people that...
1: Yeah, all kinds of things. Yeah, we're hearing
0: all kinds of speculation and everything. So, on the assumption that it's it's real, and if you listen to the AEW All Out Scrum, which is like their press conference on YouTube, CM Punk, for some reason... (laughs) Lost his shit. Lost his shit, just going off on Colt Cabana. Nobody asked him about Colt Cabana, by the way. Not one
1: person said hi to him. And he went off. He,
0: it was like the guy said hi. He's like, hey, uh, are you still doing improv? I guess he knows the guy. He's a yeah. Chicago improv actor. It's like, who did you do, who did you do improv with? He, uh, Scott Colton. It's Cabana's real name. I and know. then that got Punk on a seven-minute tirade about Colt Cabana and why he's not friends with him anymore. How his, he has a bank account with his mom. Please
2: tell yeah. me somebody's made a fucking, like, what are they? A, a weird L. Colt Cabana.
0: They should. But, yeah, just for no Damn reason to bring up his personal dirty laundry on this press conference when you're supposed to be talking about the show and what happened, what could happen. It was uh, nobody's
1: business. That's
0: the, the why. Here's DM. what bothered Here's what bothered me. And I I'm, agree with you. And I'm talking about part one where he's talking about Cabana. Number one, you don't have to say that the guy has a bank account with his mother. That's not my business or anybody else's business. Right. That, I mean, maybe it's just easier. Maybe he doesn't get the fees that way. Right. But and then he mentioned. Uh, about paying his bills. Yeah, and I think everybody knew that that was the deal in right. their lawsuit with WWE. Punk paid Cabana's legal bills for the first part of it. Right. But then he dropped Cabana's mother's name. Which in the- was a no-no. That's a big no-no. And he can do this because Cabana wasn't there. He's basically a Ring of Honor guy now. He's right. not with AEW anymore. Right. But uh, So that's one big no-no. And for people to say worker shoot, I think that was a fucking shoot because they do not like each other. Right, that was definitely. There's a lot shoot. of bad blood between those two guys. Yeah. So. uh The second part when he starts going in on uh, the EVPs, Punkin or er, Punk Omega Omega, Omega and, the bucks. and the Bucks. Thank you. I think I was trying to say Bucks, but I said Punk. But I think you are trying
1: to say fucks, but completely fucked it up.
0: Well, I'm not. I'm not corny. Okay. Uh, but no, saying that those guys couldn't manage a target, <laughs> saying that are empty headed and all that. Number one, those guys don't have any. Day to day dealings anymore. I think I read right. something even like a year and a half ago that Tony took over all major decision making. I heard that too. Like Cody and the Bucks and you know, Omega like didn't have any more like real authority. Right. They were just EVP by title, right? But they're go- he's going in on how these guys are morons and can't manage a target the whole time. This is all on video on you. I sent you the link on Messenger earlier today. today. Yeah, I saw it. You can see Tony Khan cringing. Next to Punk in this tape, he's like, Oh, he's like, Don't why are you going here? And just going on, this was a good 10 15 minute, easily, or just ranked at least. And yeah, just going up, nothing really of no. And then at one point, uh, the guy finally got his question out asking about how he feels about MJF being back. And Tony kind of jumped in, it's like, I brought MJF back for the fans and all this stuff. And Punk says something like, Yeah, he wants me working with pricks all the time. Yeah, and yeah, then, he did say that. And then I think then Tony soiled himself in this in his chair. And it was just a big Well, fucking... I mean,
2: let's think about this. MGF's disappearance for four months was largely based on his rudeness. Uh I like to say
0: disgruntlement. No, I'd say his rudeness. He was he was he was not a happy camper. And uh he wanted he wanted a bump in pay. He thought he'd earned it. I th- I think he did. Well, because he was making, he wasn't making a, a big salary when he when AW first started. Right. Two th- years later, he's the hottest heel in the company, doing but, some of the but best. But MJF
2: business. made a few spots, ads, whatever the fuck they're called, that promos. were kind of questionable promos. promos that were questionable, and that was kind of part of the reason he kind of was low lighted for a little bit. Right. Well, that and maybe that was, Punk is just saying, you know what, you brought him
0: back. I'm going to talk a little shit myself. Could be. You never know. I mean. I mean, that's clearly where they want to go is Punk and MJF.
2: I think Khan is also young enough, right? He's like my age, a little younger. Yeah. I think he's young enough to not be overburdened with what I think one of Vince's problems when he was in WWE was he remembers how to do it the old school way, and he's still an old school guy. And I think Tony's like, well, for the young crowd, you got to have a little more of this shit that maybe you weren't going to do 20
0: years ago. Tony runs his company like a pee-wee soccer coach. He's he tries really hard to stay on everybody's good side. Mm-hmm. He wants everybody to be happy and have fun, and that worked for a while. Yeah. A until he started, of... until he started bringing in the X WWE talent, right? In droves, because then what? they're getting more money, and the uh, kids in the sandbox are getting a little grumpy.
1: I thought AEW is doing
0: fine without all these guys. I thought guys. so. I don't know. You know, here a couple here and there is fine, but he's doing a mass exodus he bringing these guys in and i'm not knocking them forward i mean these guys are big names you know right
2: well the wwe threw many of them to the wayside yeah i mean he's
0: like you're out of here right and some of these uh, some of those guys are actually coming back to wwe too well yeah. H is getting them back but yeah that's a different issue well, but that's
2: that's because vince is no longer in charge yeah. and and triple h is like you know what i'm gonna change the culture of the company mm-hmm. i'm gonna change that. the way we do shit he's doing I'm gonna all change this back to what it was or what you want it to be cause this is a, It's a uh, collaborative environment. I think mm-hmm. Triple H, being a former wrestler, realizes from the wrestling standpoint the shit that didn't work for the wrestlers. And I think he's good at listening to fans. He hears them all the time. What the fuck just happened there? That was weird. Um, so I think that's a big part of it. I think you're right.
0: Uh, a point that I heard, and I've listened to all kinds of different discussions on this, it's... And it's a pretty known fact. You don't want to have somebody running the business who's an active wrestler. Right. Big conflict of interest, you know. Absolutely. Which is, I think, something Punk was trying to, like, that's one of his beefs with having the Bucks and Kenny, and back when he was there, Cody were helping run the shows. Right. Triple H, he's done. He's not wrestling anymore. No, he is. So he's just the boss now. Right. So he can take all that knowledge that he had, kind of like how Dusty Rhodes was. Yeah. And just just...
1: Push on to the yeah, ones. and
0: he knows what these guys are thinking in the locker room, and he knows how to kind of placate them and put on a good show and all that right, stuff.
1: Right, because he worked with a lot of them right. in NXT. So. Tony
0: is, three years is not a long time to run a wrestling company. No. Not at all. And, he's, and I'll give him the benefit of that. He's learning as he goes.
2: Let me ask you this. You've never run one. Could you run one?
0: I would like to say yes. Okay.
2: so And that's all you got to say. So Tony Khan has only run one for three years, probably walked in. With the kind, I mean, he already knew wrestling. He didn't just start a, start this up. He already knew wrestling. He already knew what he liked, what he didn't like, what right. he wanted to see. He's a and fan. He kind of brought he's, that to the table, right? Right. He's so he's running the show. So like his, his lack of experience yeah. to me is actually a benefit, because he's still new enough and wet enough behind the ears to be listening to more inputs from
0: from a booking standpoint. I agree with you, but from running, and he doesn't know how to deal with the wrestlers. He's got guys backstage. He's got a William Regal. He's got Arn Anderson, Dean. Lee. He's got guys well, that have worked in the system. He
2: before. needs a. He needs a. In many companies, we have HR departments or personnel managers. He needs a personnel manager. He needs a wrestling's a wrestler's boss to work between him and the wrestlers to let the boss that, deal with the wrestlers, that's so the, he doesn't have to. That's
0: the talent relations department, right, and I person. don't know who his his chief of talent relations is in WWE. For a long time, it was Jim Ross. Right, yeah, it was, uh, and he was very good at it. He knew how to talk to these guys. Yeah, and everybody was happy. With Tony, it's I don't know who he's got in what role. I know he promoted a few guys like Sanjay Dutt. Uh, Tony Shavani's got a new position in the front office. I don't think something. they even know what position they are. I don't think they do. But hmm. the thing is, Tony, he's. I mean, I appreciate that he wants to keep the guys happy and everything, but you gotta you gotta crack the whip when and. Let's get into what happened after the scrum. We kind of got into what Punk said. Okay. Afterwards, the story going around, and again, this is just the story going around. Rumor mills. Rumor mills. And uh, apparently, the Bucks and Omega confronted Punk and Ace Steel in the locker room. Ace Steel is Punk's old trainer. He's a producer right, right. on the show. And kind of like a what the fuck, you know, you're talking right. shit about us for no reason because there's no money in it. There's, right. no, there's no angle. And from the story that I'm reading, Punk's. Just starts throwing hands or has a big fracas going on. <laughs> Ace Steel throws a chair and hits Nick Jackson in the head, bites Kenny Omega. Dwayne, that was Pulls Nick Jackson,
2: not Nia Jax, just so we're clear. Right,
0: right. Pulls his hair, right? Uh, pulled hair. Yeah, just it was just a, a, a scrum in a different sense. A locker room right, right, brawl. Right, right. Yes, yeah, a brouhaha, we'll call it. A brouhaha. A Donnie Brook. A Donnie Brook. That's a good. One. By the so, way, there's
2: a street in our town off of Windsor called Donnybrook, and my mother, being British, we <laughs> talked about But That's the
0: fucked up a street to live on is Donnybrook, yeah, right? So anyway, so this happens. Uh, Bucks and Omega leave. Uh, the story I'm hearing is Ace is going to lose his job over this. That's what me. I'm reading. Should I, yeah. I? I love Ace Steele's work in the ring. He throwing
1: yeah, fists is one thing. There's throwing no call chairs for that. and biting and all that. Right. Diff- something now, and
2: different. what yeah, I've heard is If it's
0: still part of a work. It's still. Yeah. Everybody if. knew it was coming. They're all prepared. That's a it, big if, though. Because yeah. there were no cameras on this. It's yeah. just in the locker room.
2: It, or it, were there cameras, and we're going to see the results of those from the security cameras in the
0: next episode? You know, anything's possible. I will yeah. be very surprised. Uh, yeah. But the what I'm hearing is Ace's wife was in the room at the time, so like he jumped into the fight. I don't know if he's trying to defend her or, or impress her. Or, right, I don't know. That's not my business. I, I don't care. But the other thing I came I saw right before we went on the air, uh, they're saying punk and again, you know, maybe maybe an angle. Right on. Punk may have torn a peck or a bicep or something during the fight.
2: Oh my god, we're gonna see another guy with a bleeding right arm, aren't we? The guy, well, guy with a purple right <laughs> tricep. Well, it depends on how severely
0: the tear is, but uh, but yeah, so the guy just wins the world championship and then tears his peck in a fucking bitch fest in the locker room. Yeah, how smart right. is that a douche? It's, I think it's a, if you ask Jim Cornette, it's an army of douches. Uh, I did see a tweet, Jim Cornette said, Ace Steel is his hero now. <laughs> <Because laughs> he that so one it, the bucks. So it's
2: a bunch of fucking
0: Brantley Gilbert fans. I don't think they know who Brantley Gilbert is. They're, oh, I don't know. I it, bet they do. <laughs> it, potentially a bunch of douchey McDouchersons, but it's just, <laughs> it seems like the. If, like a
1: high school, uh, elementary school fight. Yeah, it's, it sounds like it's pitiful. It's, that's
0: what it boils down to. It seems like it's. Uh, and again, if, if it is legit, it just seems like the bloom is flown off the rose on AEW at this point. Right. Because, and I'm not one to say I told you so when I talked about. Maybe Tony you running just the show.
2: want it to be that. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> what's happening is they're really working the shit
0: out of it, and going, fuck with you hard, right. and you're just over here hoping it's all falling apart. BJ commented, "Taker, I'm." I'm, I think I know where you're coming from. Yeah, if Taker was in the locker room, that shit wouldn't have happened. Nope, <laughs> not at all. And that's the thing that comes up: I, if there was, if there was somebody back there who's a, like a real leader a in veteran. the locker room. I mean, you got your Jerichos and all that. Number one, this is after the show's over, so right. nobody's there. Who, who would you consider would be the like the leader of that locker room? Would it be Jericho? Would- to AEW? In AW I would have thought CM Punk. That's my point. Well, he should be, but he's so, like a horrible so, example.
2: And he's But as the leader, he also has the option to get to these guys and say, hey, let's make this happen. Watch what happens. Watch the internet. Watch how it helps us. Well, that's what I'm saying. It could all that could, be a gigantic, smart work. That, that's why I'm prefacing Everybody's with, like, oh,
1: what the fuck you, just happened? you got to remember, Jericho may be the leader in there, but he was also on the panel at the scrum when this supposedly started. Right,
0: right. So... That's why I think,
2: and I, and I and I get what you're saying. I see the Jericho angle. Here's my problem: other than a little two weeks vocal rest that he's on right now, uh-huh. Jericho's primary function anymore is not wrestling. It is Fozzy, his Fozzie thing, and I mean he's
0: proven that over the last few years.
2: Well, in the that's ring, that's what yeah. he's doing.
0: But he's still a guy in the locker room that people come to for advice, and you know, right?
2: But if he's that. if he's quote unquote a part timer,
0: CM's not a part timer. He is well, the guy. Well, here's the thing. It's you can say part timer. The AEW doesn't run house shows; they don't do live events. Right. So he's right. at all of the ta- all the TVs. All of right. them are So he's there every whenever they need him. Okay. He's so there's no part time there. He's like they just do TV. They're so, all part time. Okay. the case. Right. Pretty much, yeah. Because then they all these guys do their independent bookings. Yeah, here and they there. do whatever they want. But where was I going with this?
2: Miller <laughs> <Neither laughs> said, "Isn't that part of the gripe though with Punk? He was trying to be a leader, and none of the guys are listening. And saying they know better." Again, that falls right into what I'm saying, where he really is, and this is part of the whole
0: work. I don't know if that's the case necessarily. Uh, Punk, he kind of has a reputation for being a little unlikable in the locker rooms. He's kind of standoffish. He can keep his mouth shut. He he runs his mouth a lot. Yeah. You take a guy like Jericho, who's got 30-some years in the business. Yeah. Take a guy like Double A, Arn Anderson, legend. Who dealt uh, with Ric Flair. Dealt with Ric Flair, (laughs) yeah. Uh, Also great mind... He was one of the main producers for WWE for years. Yeah. Then you take a guy like William Regal who came in. Who
1: could whip all their asses if he wanted to.
0: I put this – they were talking about this on Busted Open today, and I actually tweeted them, and I said if Regal was – Regal's the kind of guy that would really work in the situation. If they gave him a role backstage like that – because I think he's got something. He has some position along with being the manager of the BCC. some some position. If – he might not have even been there. But if Regal was there – And this shit started happening. He would have stuck his nose in. And here's the thing with Regal, everybody respects him. Right. There's no Regal's a bad apple. He's he's an idiot. You know. Everybody respects Regal. Right. Uh, Punk trained under Regal. Right. Uh, Right. uh, Danielson Moxley trained under Regal here and there. Then, uh, but yeah, if you just need somebody to step up, and ideally it would be Tony Khan. He would just say, "Hey, shut the fuck up," or "I'm gonna just fire you." You know, fine. It's, that's it's also possible like this whole
2: after fine. show thing that happened was because they all were frustrated
0: because it fucking sucked.
1: I don't think Punk I, wants to fight MJL. I mean,
0: think about man. that. I, I don't think that's the case, but I'll tell you this, and I'll just, I'm not a wrestler. Right. But on. This happens. What is it? Fifteen minutes, twenty minutes after the show goes off the air. Right, yeah. there's still a lot of adrenaline in these guys' system. Yeah, and, they're still. And CM just,
1: Punk was in the last match. And yeah, he's the first on in the scrum.
0: And he's so these guys are still amped up. You never know. This might just be a testosterone fueled fuck fest. Yeah, you know. And I and I have the same problem when I play gigs. Isn't you that know?
2: a gay porn flick? I don't know, Dwayne. Testosterone fueled. <laughs> Fast uh, isn't that what
0: you just said? Yeah, I they're I may regret
2: that.
1: But,
0: but when I play gigs, when I'm done, I'm still amped up. I'm still I'm still up. You know, I'm not trying to fight anybody, but you know, I'm still jittery and I'm to okay. Keep going. Right. I'm, I'm going to keep doing. You know. Right. So if this happens here, where Punk just has a grueling, grueling world title match where he's bleeding and the right. crowd's up and they're really fueling him, and he comes back to the scrum and he's He's still all, still jacked. He's with, still he's adrenaline. still jacked with adrenaline, you know, and then he starts running this trap about Cabana and everything, and says the wrong thing, and then you got the Bucks and Omega, who I don't know what their process is. They might still be coming down from their match, maybe. But I I, I still I look at all the
2: same, okay? When when an actor is being interviewed about another actor,
0: these aren't actors. No,
2: no, I'm saying in in the but, mu- mu- movie industry, right? Uh-huh. If they talk shit about each other. That's because their production is done, right? You know, actor A and actor B started in a movie. Actor A didn't like working with actor B, and he says it in an interview afterwards. Right. That's one thing. These guys are all working together. So when he mm-hmm. talks shit about this guy, he's a fucking co-worker. When he says shit about him, he's part of the production. Right. So that's why I, I still lean towards this is all just to make you and you talk about it. Because I think ain't shit to it. But I could
0: be wrong. Yeah, and I'm not even disagreeing with you. It's
1: uh, is one it, of the best. Uh, Tony swerves. the there are times Tony
0: does a very good job of blurring the lines between work and shoot. Yeah, I don't think this is one of those times, but I could be wrong. Now, and if it if I am wrong, I'll be the first one to admit it.
1: The police weren't called.
0: The uh, there was police there. Uh, nobody got arrested, but I mean, I I heard it was uh, there were legal reasons why nobody could comment afterwards. Well,
1: them. the police there were probably already on site. The police well, yeah. department never got called. Right,
0: right. I, I don't know. Like I said I wasn't there. Uh, I Meltzer can't tell you. says
1: so, so it has to be right.
0: <laughs> well, Meltzer said so, which is you know, <laughs> I guess I called Dave, grain of salt, Meltzer. If it's but, on the
2: internet. It must be accurate. But I'm and hearing correct. it from
0: multiple sources too, though. So, yeah, uh, I, like I said, I'm if it's if it's a shoot,
1: it's like half and half right now. Literally, it's half and half.
0: It's anybody's guess, and I'm not going to ask anybody because no. I don't. I don't know Tony Khan to ask him. I'm not going to dare to approach CM Punk and ask him. Wait a minute. I thought we started this show because you're best friends with Tony Khan. No, no, no. We started this show because Mike Nargelinas wants to be best friends with Tony Khan. Oh, <laughs> that's how it works. God damn it. <laughs> Gary, it's a work. I just don't want to smarten anyone up. Hey, Gary Vassalio, it's is, a work. I just don't what if want to Dave smarten is anyone up. What, what it? if Dave's on it? <laughs> what if Dave is in on it? Hey, Stranger things have happened. I'll just say it. And Gary, I know you think it's a work. You think everything's a work. You're our grumpy old man yelling at clouds. But uh it's all good. Now I was gonna have I was gonna try to have Gary come on this evening, but he had issues he couldn't I make it out. That. But uh I remember you we'll, discussing that. Gary will have you on sometime soon. I promise that we will be illness free. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll try to be. Let's see. Would you mind uh, topping me off? Oh, look at that. Mark's tournament.
2: like this show's turning into one of those, you know, I need more my, tequila. My beloved oh, wife. Kyle's uh, like, fuck you. I gotta
0: drive. My spouse told me to lay off the tequila. but uh, so Well, go. wait a minute. Actually, wait she told minute. you to so go ahead. tell go me three. to cool it on the tequila. Oh, I, she did? I didn't see that. She's driving. It was earlier. but
2: Oh, well, here. Lay off on the tequila. Lay on the, the, the Mexican fire water instead.
0: A scrappy's ears perked up. Where's
1: my
2: back rope? He's got a Halloween sombrero now. Marvelous. So, uh, earlier in the discussion, we're talking about Triple H taking over WWE, all that stuff, Uh and, you know, he's done wrestling. Right. I have a question for you, okay? So, he's done, and when it comes to all professional sports, every person, and athletic events, we'll call it athletic, so we don't call it sport because it's not but all that, but we all realize that there are certain people that, Here's a good time to retire. Mm-hmm. You did you hit your 700 home runs. You know, you stole your 4000 st- whatever. You know, you ran your 10,000 yards whatever. And we're like this would be a good time. You just won the Super Bowl, retire. Right. And they do. And then 6 months later, Tom Brady, They're back. they come back, right? Now, in every case that I can actually recall except Tom Brady, and that doesn't mean there are not others, but except Tom Brady, they came back and they fell over. They were just horrible. You know, they they came back and all of a sudden they couldn't hit the ball or mm-hmm. they broke their leg in the first game. You know Mr. what I mean?
0: Mr. 3000, uh, Bernie Mac reference. There you go.
2: So, but Triple H, pro wrestling, mm-hmm. he's out, he's doing creative, he's actually in charge of the company now, right? Right. Okay. Um, how would you feel if he decided to insert himself back in? He or do in. you think it would actually be more courageous, honest, and better for the company if he actually just stayed done, because Vince kept coming back in all the time.
1: Here's here's the question. Are you talking about being a wrestler or just be like a manager or something?
2: No, I'm saying that his job is not to be part of the on camera at all. His job right. is to make sure it all works well, which he's doing right now from right. every account I've heard. Right. But it's like it almost feels like it starts going good, and then this guy wants to get back in the action. And I'm wondering, what do you think of him trying uh, to get back in the action?
0: He can't. Well, Triple H from a health point of view I hope he never does he's got a pacemaker he's for all intents and purposes he needs to be done just like honestly Ric Flair should have been done
1: Ric Flair should have been done when he got retired yeah because in WWE hey Gary I hope mom gets better brother
0: soon but uh, yeah so Triple H he officially retired. I think he'll stay retired. He's yeah. got to, he's got Stephanie. He's got the kids. Right. He's got the business now. He's got to he's yeah. got to be smart about this. I know? mean,
2: just so everybody knows a pacemaker is not a death sentence, folks. No, but in you don't fact, wanna... people with pacemakers are told they should still do the things that can give them the cardio work because the pacemaker's there to help when things don't work. Right. But they can keep strengthening their heart. Right. Okay. But
0: it's just I think it's just a better safe than sorry kind of a situation. Okay. Here. All right. It's like how they don't let Jerry Lawler wrestle on TV anymore after he had his heart attack at the announce table. He right. still wrestles the Indies. <laughs> I'm pretty we sure. won't let you be on TV because that way if you die, we don't have to watch it. But, but you can go ahead and do the house show. Jerry has a deal where he can do whatever he wants to but it's, as long as he's not on TV. Like if he's on TV, he's only going to be an announcer. I'm but pretty sure. he can go wrestle wherever he wants to still.
1: I'm pretty sure Stephanie wouldn't let Triple H. I think she would put her foot down. Yeah. (laughs) Especially for her and Vince would probably try
0: to talk him into it. Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking. Hey, pal, let's let's try this again. (laughs) I'm going to put you in the ring with uh, Vince and
2: you're going to do this, and this is going to work out wonderfully. Trust me. What can go wrong? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Did you know if you died, the
0: ratings will triple that day? Uh, I know this because of other wrestlers that have died on my watch. Gary says he might do on camera. He might. I could see it. It It's like, just to make like announcements here and there, cut a promo every now and then, but I don't think his in-ring days are over with. Oh my God. My dad's on here. Uh, What? (laughs) My dad is watching. He's wondering where he went wrong. Oh, he's not wondering. (laughs) He knows. (laughs) My dad, not a, uh, not a wrestling fan. Would you turn
2: this last time? 40 something? 41. So your dad is thinking 42 years ago, he should have pulled out. (laughs) I understand.
0: I don't know about that. He, he's thrilled with... I'm, I'm clearly the favorite son. I mean, he's paying attention to your podcast. Sorry, he's not paying attention to my brother's podcast. Let's see. Uh... Your
2: brother has a podcast? No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, wait a minute. That was the worst bit of advertising ever if he was on our show and didn't tell us. <laughs>
0: uh, Wes Pinkley says, now he can play Kingpin like a Don. <laughs> Doesn't get his hands dirty, but sends guys out. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, let's see. Menders... I think he will do like Dusty did, I agree. He's kind of taking that Dusty role.
1: Yeah, for probably for sure, because yeah. he's great friends with Dusty. So
0: <laughs> I hope we don't see another arm wrestling match, BJ. <laughs> Depends on who you're talking about. Because he had, the one I'm thinking of was the one he had with Scott Steiner, O2, ridiculous. I was thinking we should see a little over the top. <laughs> I love over the top. I do too. That's, well, that's going to come up, by the and way. And, of course, NARJ does
2: too, because he'd like you to meet him
0: halfway. <laughs> That movie will definitely come up on the uh, movie episode because I say we uh, watch it this week. There's a couple wrestlers in that movie. Yep, yep. I think Terry Funk is in that. Yep. and you that were asking right. about guys yeah, that retired.
1: He was in Roadhouse too.
0: Yeah, yes, he was. You were talking about guys that retire from the ring, then come back. Terry Funk must have retired at least 15 times between 1979, Probably. and 2000. Now,
2: now retired old or retired because he was 31 and said, "Oh, I'll retire."
0: Uh, Funk, there is a difference. Funk's first retirement, I think he was 35 give or take in 79 ish
1: Is funk return or chance charlie
0: funk terry funk and then he came back in the mid 80s with wwf he was all then he was doing japan death yeah. matches all that yeah. stuff ecw and then he retired again in 2000 and then he was doing like mlw and like spot shows like not like a full-time schedule anymore right. but he turns his hat <laughs> oh oh yeah gary basilio scott you and lincoln yep uh Gary mentioned Scott Flash Norton in that movie, Over the Top. Because he was an arm wrestler, too, before he was in wrestling. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. You know who else was an arm wrestler, uh, Kyle? Rick Rude. Our executive, oh, yeah. our,
2: our, our, our executive producer straight out of the, uh, <laughs> what is that network over there in Mexico now? Uh, Telemundo. Telemundo is uh, giving <laughs> our uh, guest shiatsu. host a little, a little shiatsu. Uh, back rub.
0: <laughs> is it visible on the camera? I'm trying to see. Oh, but, he's up yeah, there. there he oh, is. yeah, he's there. There he is.
2: He Scrappy. reached up and said, hey, you need a shoulder fixed. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, but where are we at? I don't even know where So we, right we were going off. We were talking about punk in the scrum and everything. Then we kind then of we went.
2: We did exactly what the show was designed to do. We jumped the rail. Jumped the rail. <laughs> I don't
0: know which way
1: we jumped the rail. That's the problem. We do laterally. You know what? Okay. As long as
2: we don't land on our balls, we're okay, <laughs> oh, okay. with it.
1: All right. So. I'm just trying to <laughs> stay up with the. Oh, excuse me. Conversation. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: So before we get into, we got a we got a pretty good top ten Tuesday this week, uh, but we're going to get into that a little bit later. But I want to bring it into this, the discussion because it's a it's a kind of an age old discussion that people always talk about. Best wrestler to never be a world heavyweight champion in a in a major company. Okay, I'm not talking about in bumfuck championship wrestling out of Louisiana. Oh, so what
2: what promotions are you saying this is an eligible category for? Uh,
0: so I'm saying WWF. NWA, AWA, WCW, ECW. And, uh, and I'll throw Ring of Honor and AEW in there. But I was going to say you ought to. But, I mean, it's kind of tricky with AEW. You don't want to add active people because they might wind up winning it. Oh, time. yeah. Okay. But as far as, like, classic territories, I'm thinking NWA, okay, WWF, you're thinking historically. AWA, okay. ECW, right. Mid-South, maybe, like, UWF. Okay. All right. So, Kyle, if you had uh, – I know you said you didn't have a list for me this week. So, just, like, who do you think is uh, – Who's your guy? Who's, who's Who is the used? greatest pro wrestler to, ever to, to not hold, hold, hold that title? Owen Hart. Ooh, I like Nicely that. Nicely done. One of my favorites, you know. He deserved uh, it. I like yeah, that. I thought I think he would have had it. Should he not
2: Let me he and and again, this is now this is rookie Mark talking. Right. He's the guy that passed away during a match, right? Uh, before a match, but in the ring. Like in the ring. Yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. Tragic uh, accident. Um Should he not have been had it conferred upon him a title? Like that that like within that year, an honorary, you are the champion, even just to give him the belt to say, hey,
0: I uh, give fucking Oscar
2: awards to people because, well, uh, well you're well, about Mico. to die
0: or you well, just died. Here's the thing with with Owen. It's pretty much as soon as that happened. His Mico. wife just flew off. Well, I knew the I knew that. I knew, the, I knew about issues. that. I knew about all that. She didn't want him mentioned on TV. All the stuff. Right. I think it was just a big time. Have they arms. gotten past all that bullshit nope. yet? No, I didn't think uh, so. She let Tony have the Owen Hart tournament and honor him that way. He's on their video game, but he she will not do business with WWE. Okay, you know, just a lot of a lot of bad feelings and understandable. I'm not going to say it. Tony Khan and AEW could give him an honorary title. Oh, well, they they got a That'd belt be hanged cool. after him the uh, the Owen yeah, for the winner of the tournament. Yeah. But uh, nice, but Owen when he was in the ring. I And I say this, I think Narge disagrees with me. For his time.
2: I can tell you right now, Narge disagrees with you, especially if you say Randy, Macho Man no, no, Savage.
0: No, no, no. I'm not going Randy here. Yeah. I think he was better than Brett. I agree. Owen was better than Brett? Owen You're was talking better. About Owen Hart was better than Brett, the Hitman Hart? Yes. Yes. 100%. I agree. And Gary, I, I agree with you. You come. His wife was and is wow. pissed, rightfully so. Absolutely. I'm not going to say she, and, and I, she I has say, every reason to be pissed.
1: I think Owen was uh, ahead of his time. Yeah. He, he did was, stuff that we'd never seen before. Now we can say, oh, we saw Owen Hart do that.
0: He was doing stuff that Brett could do, like the technical right. stuff. Yeah. But he was adding the moonsaults, the enziguries, right. the the high-flying stuff. That he didn't Brett have just the mat Russell. Right. He was a... He could fly. Yeah, he wasn't a power guy, but he could, he could do all that stuff. Like right. If Owen Hart in 1989, say the Blue Blazer back then, was teleported... To the future, to 2022 in AEW, he would be, I don't know if he'd be the world champion, but he would he'd definitely be. be there. He'd be up there. He'd be a huge star. Yeah, that's he'd be I'm a saying. star for sure. Okay, so Gary says
2: his wife was and is pissed, rightfully so. Agreed. I agree. And I know the whole, like, I've, I haven't watched any of the behind the scenes or behind the musics or whatever this thing, but nutshell it for me. Why is she mad at all? Didn't Owen Hart say I will do whatever this promotion is, whatever this thing is, and he died because of it type of thing? uh,
0: What did I miss there? She sued the WWF for negligence because of the incident. Now, the thing that, if I remember hearing this right, and Gary- This happened in St. Louis, right? uh, Yeah, the Kiel Center. Yeah, yeah. Gary, if you're listening, uh, tell me if I'm wrong here. I think Vince did the stunt earlier in the day.
1: They switched the- Clip. They did
0: something, but You mean Vince actually got he'll get, tied he, in and did it. Vince had a thing. He always said in everything do I've heard. It, you don't have to do he it. said, I won't you I won't ask anybody if I won't to do, do it, you what don't have I won't to. do.
2: And you know what? That's 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 the right way to do it. Right. So Owen There's got footage, strapped into a harness, if right. I remember, and again, I don't, but he was like he was he was supposed to be descended from the rafters. He was gonna repel from the rafters right. on a
0: on a cable. And uh-huh. something went wrong with the harness about seventy feet up. And he just came down, had uh, hit his head on the the ring post, uh, ring post or turnbuckle. I forget
3: the
1: top of where. The is
0: there video? Are. No, it wasn't on video. <clears throat> and if it was, if, if it was on video, there is they will not release the footage.
1: Jim Ross has said it because he was right there. Yeah. yeah, he was he was ringside. Yeah, he was ringside. Uh, Jerry so Mahler's, what Jim Ross say? That he hit the top of the post. Oh, no, the, no, no,
2: no, 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 I'm oh. I want to go rewind a minute. I, I want to um, rewind four seconds to the point where whatever happened happened because if, if you're in a full harness and you're clipped in and your clips are on, okay, either the clips are attached to some form of fabric, fiber, you right, have some and that breaks, yeah, and they had or a, they the had clip a, is not made to a standard to hold the weight it's supposed to. They had a
1: quick uh, release uh, switch, yeah. so he could easily get off of it when he got
2: down there. But it so not let function. me ask this. Is there a possibility because we don't have any information that as he was falling, his hands came down. He hit his own quick
0: releases accidentally. I I, I don't know for sure. I mean, cause I heard they switched I, the something. They so they changed something between mm-hmm. the rehearsal and the show. Yeah, I think it was the clip. And the clip mal- now I think the clip like malfunctioned. weight, right? Uh, and holding. The, and then the clip malfunctioned when yeah. he was on his way down. Yeah but uh it's just a, there's, no proof, there's no proof of it there's no proof of it there's no I don't think it anybody's just seems,
2: it seems there's more investigation needed here more information needed because I mean I've used I've used you know the cur- yeah. carabiners right, right. carabiner right. clips he was starting to come and down is what yeah, he I was on his way call. down he was 72 so he's starting to it, come down
0: and then it just snapped loose and but from what i heard he was on his way down he uh-huh. stopped okay yeah. and then the clip gave out and he fell i think that's what happened i don't know yeah. if, if, if anybody, anybody knows,
2: knows more about that uh, message us private private message JTR and let us know. We might throw it into another episode because I'm really curious to know more
0: about that. Uh, the Dark Side of the Ring did an episode on Owen, yeah, but that's that's so, their uh, that's their own spin on whatever it was. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't think there's. It's I don't think anybody's gonna. ever... It's kind of the same know. thing I feel about the Benoit situation. There's only three people that know what happened, and they're all and they're all gone.
2: BJ gone. says the side guide cable snapped. So it's the cable that broke. Okay. It's not the carabiner. It wasn't the clip. It yeah. was the cable. Okay. So, yeah,
0: and then they, they didn't they have just it on. The cable, they, right. I think and they and, and it the happened cable. live, he said. Yeah, it happened live during yeah, the show. live. But uh, I went back and I watched that pay-per-view, and they cut it out of the network. Now, Gary says the clip reason. broke.
2: It's- See? So I'm right now watching this, looking at a bunch of... Uh, of of true
0: blues. Yeah. Okay. Dwayne says I heard Owen was coming have, down faster than you supposed and to. And they all
2: have a different version of yeah. it. And that's where my problem is. And right. uh, not my problem. More it's, my concern there's is an issue. So which version of those events
0: right. is the truth? Yeah. And it's one of those things you just gotta just resign yourself. It's horrible shouldn't have happened. Right uh, on, right you know, on. Right just on. a freak accident. I don't think anybody's at fault. But like, with that many was, with
2: that many divergent views on what really happened, how it happened, all that I would. his widow blaming WWE as opposed to wanting to get to the truth first. Kind of just, I don't know, man. I
1: I would love to be on one of these podcasts where we talk about all these theories about what could have happened to all these people.
2: You're sitting in the middle of one.
1: No, I'm not. I want a full, (laughs) not up to date wrestling talk. I want, about yeah. like Benoit. And, I, I think yeah. we should Owen we should Hart have a
2: conversation. One episode dedicated to Owen Hart. One to Chris Benoit. Oh, that's a can of worms. Yeah, that's a can <laughs> Why of not? Worms, hey, but... you know what? You know what? You want this podcast to grow? We talk about shit nobody's willing to talk
0: about. You know, I do think we can do episodes going forward. We pick one person, just talk about it. Like we're everything about him. Yeah, all encompassing. We you know? will
2: do, be doing behind the wrestling music. <laughs>
0: we can, uh, Narge, uh or Nars Gary. Yeah, I know they continued the show. That. would Everybody says that whether that was a sick. good or a bad idea. That I mean, it was. Uh, ah, uh, welcome, Keith Gibson. Keith Gibson's here. What? Yeah, I I see both sides on the continuing the show. I mean, obviously, you know, I mean, he wasn't.
1: Well, they don't know that he was dead. Well, that's he wasn't. Guys, guy guys, that's, right.
0: it's, a, it's this simple. The show must go on. That's it's, that, that's that's the That's the underlying tried philosophy. and
2: true of everything. And it sucks when you're victimized by something that happens. You're like, man, I don't want to deal with it. But everybody else that's there still wants yeah, they that still part. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I get it. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, when that's he, he landed, he technically, he hadn't passed it. He was... Right. They were still working on him. Right. So they didn't know. Right. But, and the thing is, also, you got to think, you got your pay-per-view companies say, probably saying, hey, you got... You know, we paid you for this amount the amount of time. And all the viewers and that, the fans. And I mean, the fans in the arena know what was going on. Right. But the fans and attendance, I mean, they were just hearing JR give the like, he mentioned when he fell. And then at the end of the show, he announced that he passed away. Right. Right. That's but, all uh, he knew was, one was hurt. Keith from. Gibson yeah.
2: has just passively aggressively said those
0: shows would be great. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> uh, all of our listeners, if there's anybody that you want to, uh, Talk about at length. Uh, let us know on our Facebook page, on our Twitter.
1: Oh, I'm going to just. They're the, letting us uh, know in the comments, right? I'm now. Just oh, gonna, are they? I'm just going to light. Oh, it oh up. they're
0: just yeah. They're, we just let we just let the fucking airwaves up with this one. You're welcome. Yeah. I'm <laughs> I'm going to say I'm going to say one more thing about the uh, Owen situation. Are you? The whole thing's fucked up. It is. Oh yeah it's, yeah I'll yeah. Don't uh,
2: don't for a minute think there's any lightness to yeah, it. But it's no, just like no. Uh, what really happened? The uh, why, how, etc. And you know what? It's been done ad nauseum. But it's been done by people who have their own, like... Uh, Spin. Well, their own dog in the fight. Right. The WWE version is this. The Television Network version is this. The St. Louis Place version of this. Owen Hart's family is this. I mean, but somewhere in the middle of all this is really what fucking happened. And is somebody to blame or not? You said earlier, I don't know that anybody's to blame. Well... Like, not,
0: not intentionally to blame. Right, right, right. Right. But did somebody fuck up? Maybe. Maybe. Who fucked up? Right. And Right. Uh... You never know. It's one of those things, you know, speculation is going to go on till the end of time. <laughs> I saw Keith, <laughs> the Life and Times of Mo Money, Keith Gibson be an episode. Hey, All Keith, Keith we
2: respond. do not do five minute short interviews.
0: <laughs> da, da, dun, dun, dun. Hey, be nice. He puts us on his radio station. Shh. Damn it, Marco. The voice of the Unity Rockets, Keith Gibson, Thanks. listening in. That's
2: right. We should we should give a shout out to Keith because I believe they had their first uh, live broadcast this week, maybe a yeah. second. I think so, yeah. Uh, and i am and a ton of t-shirts out there folks he's yeah. he's actually got something going on at uh, clubhouse radio lounge right now clubhouse oh, lounge some, radio on, sorry clubhouse <laughs> yeah, you know what it sounds it, whatever what did i say
0: clubhouse radio lounge
2: oh radio lounge just lounge radio that's it CLR. but he's got some cool shit going on there and you guys should check it out yeah, yeah.
0: now i am not a fan of unity because i'm from oakwood and when i was in high school they were a conference rival but uh that's either here. Or I went they, and they always beat the crap out of Oakwood. I went football. to
2: Centennial. Our conference rival was us. <laughs> or Central. <laughs> no, no, it was us. That's where my son goes. Our from. sucking was because of us. Uh, Keith says, "Thanks for the length." I don't know what that means. But
1: be <laughs> <Is> he drunk. <laughs>
2: hey, wait, 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 wait. wait! I got this one right. That's what she said.
1: Ah, hey, there you go. Right, let me see my line. Well,
0: he didn't let me say my line.
2: What, what we were we going to say? say? Oh, oh, go ahead. Oh, oh, see, now that's uh, my line. Uh, you know, if I had my title. I loan it to you when you're with your son. I think I've
0: got, <laughs> yeah, I was, I think I've got a Michael I Scott. That's Sunday. what she said. There you go. I was
1: doing that Sunday.
0: Uh, so I heard my wife spanked you at Cards Against Humanity on Sunday. I wasn't playing. He wasn't playing. <laughs> I, I didn't play Sunday. I watched. He's a re- juggernaut. Caleb, Cards this is now.
2: fucked up as shit, but I watch wrestling.
0: <laughs> Caleb played. Hey, cheers, guys. Ah, yes. Uh, Hey, I'm going to propose a toast to the late, great Owen Hart, since we were just talking about him. Yes,
2: there we go. To Owen Hart. Here's
0: to the Rocket, the King of Hearts. He is not a
2: Nugget. He is
0: not. He was awesome. And so
1: entertaining, man. Dwayne,
2: you just give me a reason not to like you, sir.
1: (laughs) His his stories about what he did to rib people behind are classic.
0: There was a story. He was in the hotel room with his dad. Uh, the great Stu Hart and uh, Reggie Parks, who was an old wrestler, and uh, he was a friend of his dad's. So Owen went to. Oh, wait, I had it wrong. Stu was rooming with Brett. Owen was in his room. Okay. And he calls and he's pretending to be Reggie Parks. And he's calling. He's talking to Stu. And he's trying to get him and go to a fight. He's like, "I can take you in a fight and yeah, all this." And Stu's like, "Hey, nice. Davey. So Owen was a
2: Owen was a practical. He was joker, a, prankster. a prankster. That's great. <laughs> and Stu's
1: like, "Yeah, Ridge. If you think you could take me, then you should have done it." And Everybody then, loved Owen.
0: Yeah. Nobody has a bad word to say about Owen Hart. Yeah. Whether yeah. it's as a wrestler, as a family man, as a just as a fun fucking guy, you know. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, he was known for his practical jokes. He almost got. Jim Cornette killed by Stu Hart in yeah. the mid-90s. But during the whole Diana angle, was, uh, Stu's daughter was married to the British Bulldog. Nice. Okay. Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: it, it, I guess Owen had told Stu they had plans to defile my Diana on TV. <laughs>
2: wow. <laughs> hey, Keith, I know you just kind of joined us, but uh, just a heads up and uh, another little bit of promo here, but our next episode in two weeks, we are going to be discussing The world of wrestling as it applies to the world of movies and television. So, yes. uh, And we're asking everybody listening tonight and listens to the podcast on all our 27 other platforms to uh, hit us on the Facebook with messages or comment on our wall. Talk about what you think and all that. Uh, I'll be honest. There are movies I have seen that had wrestlers in them that I didn't even know the person in the movie was a wrestler. I know John yeah. Cena. I know Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> I Steve Austin. I know Hulk fucking Hogan, of course, because the greatest, well, probably not. I'll think about this a little longer, but, I mean, let's face it. Rocky Three, Hulk Hogan, Thunder Lips, awesome. It was but, very good. you know, there's a ton of that shit out there. Have I'm you not ever even aware seen, of it.
0: Have you ever seen Thunder in Paradise? Actually, I, I've heard yeah. of it. I watched that. I've it's heard on, of it. Full episodes on yeah. YouTube. I mean, you <laughs> know, uh,
2: he did. Uh, Hulk Hogan did a movie, The Nanny. Was that what it was called?
0: M- Mr. Nanny. Mr. Nanny, Nanny, yeah. Cerebral so, Commando.
2: Yeah, yeah. I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. No holds So anyways, barred. so Keith, I just want to no, let you know because this that is probably going to be a pretty movie, cool episode. No. You probably want to <laughs> schedule time in two weeks from tonight to actually show up on site and do this with us.
0: Yeah, or at least call in. We welcome all calls. Now
2: we're... We're going to be dropping that Zoom yeah. for other interviews because I think yeah. that might be killing this.
0: Yeah. Hey, uh, Marco, do you mind if I make a quick plug before we get into our top 10 plug list? Plug away. Bro. Well, I mean, okay, go ahead. Because we got uh, about 20 minutes, I think, before we uh, on pro to teas.com, I On ProWrestlingTees.com, I'm sure you guys are all aware it's Pediatric Cancer Awareness Month uh, this month. And we have a special uh, T-shirt up on ProWrestlingTees.com uh, slash JTR Pod. It's got our logo, but we kind of infused the... A uh, little bit of pink the, ribbon thing. We, we put the yellow ribbon on it. Yellow ribbon. And uh, then on the back, you got a little slogan on there. And uh, we're selling it. And half of the proceeds, uh, I think I told you this, yes is going to the V Foundation, uh, the Jimmy, Val- Jimmy Valvano Foundation. Jimmy Valvano, yes. So go to uh, uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash JTRpod. Check that out. It's, uh, it's a gold shirt. I'm working on trying to get also one in white. With the logo on it. Right on, right on. So, yeah, go check it out if you like it. Awesome. And then it's going to... Buy 10. They're great Christmas gifts. They have a lot yeah. of meaning. And and money's going to go to a very good cause. And
2: 50% of everything that comes in for us, and by the way, just to be clear, our current merchandising agreement doesn't put money in our pockets to begin with. It literally, over the last six months, has paid for us to produce the show, and that is it. That's all. I mean, we're not profiting, but we're willing to take half of that money right. give it to this foundation yeah. which means me and Mike and Mark are going to be back to feeding this beast but that's right. okay for
0: that's fine that's for the for the causes cuz cause you it's and amazing. I it's our important tour, yes you know, yes you know how much that causes I think us.
2: I think I know personally five people cancer impact five of my people in my life cancer yeah. impacted to the point where yeah. They're not in my life,
0: so I get. And uh, I think we're gonna do the same thing uh, for Breast Cancer Month, and I think maybe for Colon Cancer Month.
2: Is it November No Shave November? Is that yeah? And then
0: and uh, the October's also October, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll have a design up for each one of those. Uh, Kyle, Kyle is waving at me. MS. Oh, and oh, when's it, Ms. I think we'll have to make that happen, too, because uh, that's one that kind of directly affects the show. So. I wonder if we can get Clay
2: Walker to help us with that one. That'd be cool. <laughs> I don't that'd know. Cool. Or Jack Osborne. Yeah, that'd be cool, too. True, true. Uh, look at this, Keith. Keith's right on time, oh, people. Look at that. Go to man. chlradio.com <laughs> slash shop and order your free. Did you guys hear that? You're free. 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 Clubhouse Lounge Radio t-shirt, size adult, small to triple X. Hey. The triple X ones. Do not come with nude women. I just want to be clear about that. Even though your shirt right now says send nudes. My shirt does say send nudes. But it's, I'm talking about ramen noodles, man. Hey, I love ramen noodles. All
1: right, Keith, I'm going to order one when I get home. There you go.
0: BJ, I had to run in for the on the cancer talk. Hey, You're always welcome, man. Uh, Dwayne, 01 is the 17th. I don't know where that came up, but yes, you are correct.
1: He's jumping a rail too. Yeah.
0: Oh, uh, he's Mindy. Uh, plug. Don't forget zero one is the twentieth, and some matches have already been made. And then there's also a show on September seventeenth.
2: So. And Keith would like to work with us on our future uh, promotional items where we're not looking to make money. We're looking to donate. He'd Heck like yeah. to join us with that, and that'd be awesome. Sure. We would love that. I'd appreciate it. Absolutely.
0: That, Keith. All right. So. We're actually actually doing a hell of a job staying on schedule.
2: We're not doing bad. I do have one question for the listeners that are listening tonight, which there are now currently five to eight of you because (laughs) these numbers don't work real well. However, uh, we are considering switching our live video stream, live whatever, over to YouTube where we think we can get a little more viewership. Facebook is just not the uh, promotional medium it needs to be. We want to know, would you guys follow us there if we flip over to YouTube? Because we can do more live interaction right. there. We can actually bring people into the show a little better, I think. Right.
0: My answer so is yes. So answer us, let us know. Okay, yeah. thank you. Plus, everybody's on YouTube, not everybody's on Facebook. Readzilla says yes. Readzilla says yes. So there it is. Uh, so yeah, so keep an eye out for that. I uh, said, so we're still working we out the, agree, kicks on, the uh, on the live feeds and everything.
2: Facebook was just the easiest way to do this, but we are looking at yeah. expanding our reach and doing things and differently
0: a little bit. Yeah, right. Dwayne, I'm hoping to make the show on the 17th. Good for you, buddy. I'm Unfortunately, I'm not going to be there. I got a gig that weekend, so I'm not going to be able to make it to that show. But everybody, wear your uh, Jumping the Rail t-shirts and uh, help us get the word out there. So, And it should be a good show from what I've heard. Pay me on those, please. Let's see. Uh, BJ, you got to specify, man. I'm not sure what they mean by that. B- he was
2: 100% on us moving to YouTube. Oh, okay. All right. Or so on buying hire. a bunch of fucking shirts that are sponsoring right. other things. That'd okay. be
0: great, too. And also, and when you go look at our, uh, our our pediatric cancer shirt, we got some other cool stuff on there. So if you see something you like, feel free to <laughs> please buy more. It helps us keep the bills paid and the uh, the lights on. But Have uh, you guys
2: all bought our first anniversary shirt? Because, I mean, I even bought one. I th- Wouldn't I buy a purple one, I think? Pur- that's The purple one, yeah. I bought it in purple. I, I was fucking to. thrilled with that. Too. I need to still. Yep. Somebody saw it. They like, oh, my son, AJ. goes, Dad, you're in purple. I never expected to see that. I'm like, I love purple. He goes, I know you paint the kitchen that way, but I've never seen you wear it. I'm like, that's because nobody makes purple I want to wear. What's that?
1: Do you have bright orange? No, just purple. That's it? No, no. Yeah.
2: No, the bright orange shirts, we have ceded that color to Keith. Okay.
0: Clubhouse right. Lounge, if I can, if I can radio get or body. radio
2: lounge, whatever it is, if yeah, I can there. get, that bright orange shirts. Okay, trust me. Right. Right. If
0: I can get the chief line, Wick uh, logo that I've been working on. Right. Then uh-huh. that'll be an orange shirt. once we get it out. In, there you go. Uh, we got licensed chief line. Do we? Oh yeah. Damn. <laughs> Even
2: though he's discontinued. So to say you, if you don't pay the licensing fees, we're going to pay a lot of lawsuit fees.
0: As Dan House will say
2: hair to the chief. That,
1: <laughs> that won't keep the lights on.
2: Spacey. Watch all right, so I've, I've, are I've, we up to big? Are we up to the top ten now? We're, we're up finally? to the top ten. All right, everybody, ready for this? Right, yes, so you
0: are. Number ten. No surprise, Dwayne has already told me where he thinks who he thinks should be up at the top of the list, but I'm going to hold off on that. See if he's right. Number Wait, right ten. I don't care. I got to the uh, late great, and I'm sorry, late great might be a recurring theme on some of these names. The late great Davey Boy Smith is my number ten. The British Bulldog. He never won the heavyweight? Never won the world title. That's surprising. Intercontinental champion, hardcore champion, European champion, tag team champion. He held everything but a world heavyweight championship. I did not know that. Such, man, he was one of my favorite. Just to watch him in the ring, he could do everything. He was strong as a motherfucker. He could do your high-flying stuff. Yeah. Just And also, another one of those guys, just a... Before I hear, he's just a great guy, a lot of fun. And gone too soon. Gone way too soon, yep. His son's doing a hell of a job, uh, one half of the Commonwealth Connection in the NWA, Harry Smith. Hair. Yeah. Teaming with Doug Williams as their NWA World Tag Team Champion Didn't right he now. tug with? Uh, tug? tug. <laughs> <Tag> <laughs> I don't know with, who he tugged. Didn't he tag with uh, Tyson? He did, the Heart uh, Dynasty. Yeah. Yeah. Great tag team. Tugging too. is a different sport. Yes, very different. Sorry. Keith Gibson, top ten. Did I forget to say the top ten topic? I'm sorry, Keith. The top ten wrestlers that never won a world heavyweight championship.
1: Get on earlier, Keith. You'll know.
0: <laughs> be you nice did,
1: to
2: Keith. you. Didn't forget, but yes, I am. I in. I said it earlier, but I forgot you know to.
0: Shit. I forgot to reiterate because I mentioned it like about halfway through the show. Yeah, that's true. So I'm going to order a shirt, Keith. That's yes. Now. Yeah, Dwayne. I know what you said. <laughs> I think Roddy Piper should be in the top five. We'll have to wait and see. All right. So Davy Boy is number ten. Number nine. I got the boss. I got Magnum T A in number nine okay uh i didn't know bruce springsteen wrestled well, speaking of bruce springsteen where's your rick springfield poster it's missing
2: it uh got moved huh? we were we're starting to redecorate the studio sir uh, So from springsteen to Springfield. have
0: we named the studio yet by the way
2: uh right now it's called the spare room studio
0: i was gonna say we could call it studio 69 no i do that in a <laughs> no, different room a whole bunch of guys
1: uh, <laughs> i don't think so
0: but no, Magnum, uh, former U.S. champion for the NWA. Uh, if he hadn't had his accident, he would have been a world heavyweight champion. Yeah. He was. I think Dusty was grooming him to be the guy in the NWA. I believe
1: it. Magnum was uh, good.
0: Guy was a stud. He looked like he got the name Magnum. His name is Terry Allen. Is his real name. They called the him a giant mustache. Because he looked like Magnum PI. Giant mustache, hairy chest, rode the motorcycle. He oh was he was god. a heartthrob back in the day. Oh my god! Uh, unfortunately. Uh, August, I think. Fall of 86, he had a car accident, uh, weapon paralyzed. He's got some mobility nowadays. He's well, that's he's good in good hear. shape. He's that's good i I'm, I'm friends with him on Facebook. I'm in as a
2: good a shape show. as I can be without my left arm or my left leg. Now, be nice. I still <laughs> want to try to get him on the show. I just meant but, <laughs> in general. I mean, when you say people are in good shape, it's yeah. like based on their. He's got a good quality of life. There you go
0: but magnus that's such a such a talent uh the I Quit match with toby blanchard in the cage in 85 nice. was a classic uh another one with a lot of blood but that's southern wrestling blood so we get southern some blood. wrestling yeah catch up <laughs> yeah, right uh, speaking of uh, number 8 i got toby blanchard wow uh how, how fitting. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Same thing. Uh held everything. He was fit right like, into slot number eight, apparently. Yeah. National champion, US TV, world tag team. Everything but the world title. It's crazy. And I think he was he actually did have a feud with Ric Flair in like 84, 85 for that, before the four horsemen. Oh, okay. But so. he never got the never got the big title. But he was like the gatekeeper for that world heavyweight championship. Because they would go if he had the national heavyweight championship or the U.S. heavyweight championship, mm-hmm. believe it or not, two different titles, <laughs> even though by name they should be the same. You know, there's there's 97 different titles in there uh, somewhere. For the record, the national heavyweight championship from the 80s is my favorite title belt, and you know I'm a I'm a I'm a belt nerd. I got replicas at home, and that's the next one on my list. We got to hit up my. Uh,
2: you got replicas. You couldn't just go earn them yourself. I couldn't win them.
0: No, but I got to hit up my uh, Pakistani belt guy and see if I can get that one made he, up. At least he's got participant trophies uh keith (laughs) says never thought Tully was a main event caliber wrestler uh with the right guy i think he was with uh with dusty and with magnum definitely i think he was he was a main event guy and i didn't see the stuff he did with flair because i was a little before i was two (laughs) so i didn't see that stuff but uh
2: you mean to tell us that while you were in the womb you weren't peeking out behind the belly button checking out wrestling I did not
0: watch wrestling. He is until. not
2: as dedicated as we thought he was. Folks. I didn't watch
0: wrestling until I was about five years old, thanks to my brother. And, uh,
2: did he prevent you? Or, different... Did he prevent you from doing it, or did he get you into it? Uh, he doing got me so. into it. Okay, but so, I think so it's John, a... right? John. John. Yep. John got you into wrestling.
0: Yes, he did. And, and now uh, you've
2: absolutely passed him by.
0: Yes, but he still you know, discusses with me. He did text me earlier, told me ACW is a mess, right? Or AC AC. Damn it. A- no more tequila. AEW is a mess right now, is what he me. I can still me. say my alphabet correctly. Yes, you can. Well you're more used you're to tequila than me. <laughs> I am. But uh but yeah. I didn't get into it till I'm, like I said, I think it was a different five years old for you and me because mine was like eighty six. And I think yours was probably what ninety? What? When you were five years old? Eighty nine. Okay, so yeah. a few years younger than me. Yeah. But yeah, totally I was I was totally. He's such a fucking smarmy heel. He was one of the slap him.
2: I had to. I had to be present when he needed diapers changed.
0: <laughs> uh, but he loves that you mentioned that. On the I've podcast. known him a couple weeks. I don't care. <laughs> All right, number seven, and this might get me a little bit of heat for having him so low on the list. Uh, Jake, <gasps> Jake the Snake Roberts, number seven.
1: Depends what your top five
0: are. That's Very true, uh, but Jake. Okay, uh, right. I, I get that one. Jake invented the DDT with the intention of it being a just a one shot finisher, but now it's a Freaking a legendary didn't, finisher
1: didn't his foot get caught or something it ended up causing his, the ddt his original
0: finish was like a running knee lift like he yeah. grew up but he slipped and had a hold of the guy's head and then he just went down with him yeah. and after they hit the ground the story that jake tells is he like got in the guys just said don't move <laughs> it's like <laughs> right. and then just rolled him over and pinned him and then we, it just didn't
1: he say that when we saw him I don't think I don't think he don't think he's,
0: he didn't talk about it when he saw him I talking, I saw it on his documentary not the resurrection documentary oh, okay. but the one that WWE put out in like 2006. Yep I I, I had that one. Don't wink at me. <laughs> I'm kidding. Can't hope it. You can wink if you want to. Uh, number six. <sighs> it's getting a little weird in here, folks. It's getting a little weird. Uh, Nard, we need you. Time to get weird. All right, number six. Uh, <laughs> my all-time favorite. You know, no-brainer. Double A. The Enforcer. Arn Anderson. He deserved it. The same deal. No, Arn Anderson never held the belt. He never. He was running with Flair. Flair was the flagship of the Four Horsemen. He was their world champion. That's right. That's right. The AA World Tag Team. So he was always the guy just just (coughs) off his shoulder in the shadow. He was the enforcer. He was the guy that they had to get through to get the Flair. But he was a world TV champion multiple times. U.S. And champion. He is, tag, he is arguably tag one champion. of your favorites ever. No argument. <laughs> my favorite. I say
2: he's arguably one of your favorites ever. All-time favorite, yeah. There you go, see?
0: Greatest spine buster in the business. Uh, DDT. That was his big his finish. Was his nice. Uh, great promo. Probably my favorite promo guy. Yeah. Which is a big thing for a world well, heavyweight champion. or whatever. What's that? His gun promo. Oh, yeah. Like, Stopper my arm will shoot. I think you yeah. <laughs> need to... But yeah, just uh, if he was anywhere else, he would have been a world champion. I think if he would, like if he was a like a mid south guy instead of working for Crockett, I think Bill Watts would have made him a world champion somewhere. More than likely. Yeah. So, but uh, great guy. Uh, I can say great guy. Never met the guy, but <laughs> great wrestler. Yeah, you
2: feel like guy. he'd probably be an okay guy.
0: I think he would. I would. Right. Li- I would very much like to meet him someday. Me Is he uh, available for interviews? Well, he works for AEW. He's not on camera anymore. Okay. So I don't know if that's a
2: issue. Have you reached out to his peeps? I have not. Uh, he doesn't know. Your... Just speaking from fanboy experience of my own, it never hurts to ask. You know, you
0: are the producer. You can. If I give you a list of guys, I could have you. Yeah, but I <laughs> don't know how to approach them because I don't know shit about them. We don't have to. You just say, "Hey, I have a wrestling podcast. Would you like to do an interview?" <laughs> sure. Send me a list. I'll do that. All right. But yeah, Double A, uh, he has a great podcast called The Arn Show with Conrad. I just Thompson. want to be
2: clear that if their moms want to join in, I'm letting them, doesn't and a, you're in trouble.
1: Doesn't everybody have a podcast with Conrad?
0: Conrad has like 12 con- podcasts right now. <laughs> I don't know where he finds the time, to be honest no, I with don't you. Because he also has a full time job. He's a mortgage guy.
1: Yeah, I saving with Conrad.
0: I know. I hear it all right, the time. Because he does a lot of ads on his podcast. Have podcasts. you bought a
2: house through his methods? Hell to the no. I think Narge mm-hmm. may have
0: refinanced through Conrad. That is possible. He was talking about that, yeah, wasn't he? He's true. like,
2: he works at, does he work at Woodforce down there, like in the Carolina or Dakota? No, he's got his own mortgage company. Oh, okay. First Family Mortgage. Okay, that was it. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: Conrad, just to get you on the show, firstfamilymortgage.com. Check it out. Save with conrad.com, you know, just uh give a plug. Dot com.
2: You have to sing it out, right? Too much tequila. Too much tequila. I can't sing My
0: wife, I'm here when you're ready. She's ready for me to come home. That She's my ride, So you, just so you know. But she's gonna take me through the Taco Bell on the way, and then <laughs> that's not a euphemism. Is that
1: because you got, had tequila, so you need some? <laughs> well, no, it's
0: because Mexican... we have, we're down to one.
2: Some car, Mexican, so. down Mexican food yeah, to wash yeah. it down. Yeah, so, yeah. Hey? All right, we're up to number four now. No,
0: number five. Number five. The number bad guy. Number five. The bad guy. Scott Hall. That guy. The bad guy. My bad guy. my favorite member of the NWO. Uh, a lot of people say oh, Hollywood man. Hogan. Nope there's got to be a first, and Scott Hall started the whole thing, man.
1: Scott Hall is
0: number one. A big, big fan. Uh, Underrated worker. Very underrated. All right. Uh, Big guy. Uh, His physique doesn't get a lot of uh, accolades because he was so hairy. (laughs) You know, he... Yeah. uh, All the body hair. Is there a
2: muscle under that fucking rug? Oh, he was solid. He
0: He was... he yeah, was, was a ripped. I was going with what you were saying. He had he, that
1: mustache before he joined. Big big Scott WWF. Hall he was in the AWA. Yeah.
0: But yeah, he was a big jacked up dude and great worker. And and a lot and, of people uh,
1: say they learned a lot from him. It yeah. wh- was jacked
0: up and padded. Pretty much. Uh, but same deal. Uh, he was the Intercontinental Champion like four times in WWE. Uh, well, WWF. It wasn't WWE. Yeah. Uh, U.S. Champion, TV Champion. Uh, Dwayne, trying to correct me. Uh, Dwayne to used the front suplex as his finisher. If you can't use the right name for the move, you cannot argue with me. Dwayne, it is. It's Dwayne, called, it's called. Dwayne, you're off the
2: fucking island. I'm not
0: done. I'm not off my sofa. It's called the Gord Buster, for one thing. And the guy had three finishing moves. He had the Gord Buster, the Spine Buster, and the DDT. That was his three big moves. So right. what you're saying is oh. none of them were the front suplex. No, no, no. The Gord Buster is the front suplex. But it's not. It's the Gord Buster. But it's, by definition, it's Names. a front suplex. Thumbitch. He doesn't know the name. I'm guessing he doesn't know how to spell Dwayne,
2: it. Dwayne, we're gonna leave you on the island this one time,
0: <laughs> but you have to walk around on hot coals the rest of the turn. oh uh, Minder's is threatening me. She says, "Let me hear the rest, then you may get heat." So this could this could be could be a little interesting. Though. Number four. Number four. I got the Superfly, Jimmy Snuka, at number four. Uh, never held a main. He was. I'm going to preface. He was the ECW Heavyweight Champion, but it was not a World Heavyweight Championship. It was still Eastern Championship Wrestling at the time, so he didn't hold the Extreme Championship Wrestling World Heavyweight Championship. But other than that, he never held a, like a, a major championship in the WWF. I think he was the U.S. Champion.
1: Hold any championships besides that one? I think
0: he was the U.S. Champion and the World Tag Team Champion in the NWA. But he was always like he. I love the match he had with Bob Backlund for the world title in the cage in, mm-hmm. like, I want to say 82. And that was the first time he did the big dive off the top of the cage, but he missed. Okay. <laughs> but I think that that dive looked better than the one that he hit on Morocco. Probably. And then he they did the thing with Morocco for the IC title. But then after that, uh, personal issues, drugs, whatever, got in the way, and he kind of went away for a while. And then when he came back in 89... He was just kind of a mid card guy. He was, yeah. he was kind of out of the title picture at the time. So, uh, but man, if you look at, it, it, he was when I was five years old, he was already out of WWF. But they would show clips every now and then, and he was in the Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling cartoon. Okay, but man, he was. I don't think there was a better physique in the company than Jimmy. Oh, he it was, was a great show. Better than Hogan, just because, you know, ripped, like abs, right. you know, whole, whole, whole deal. Crazy Athletic could do the leapfrog, like blind, like. And bare feet. And bare feet. I don't know how people
1: do the bare feet. I don't but. either. Riddle and Schnucka. They're yeah. the only two I can think of.
0: And any Samoan not named Roman Reigns. Truth. Yoko had his feet taped, but they didn't have uh, right. boots on. Uh, yeah, Dwayne, you are right. Nuka was the national champion in the NBA. That was in Georgia. Keith Gibson murdered his girlfriend. Suka never got charged, but that has, that has been the rumor. I don't know the deal, but uh, I don't know how There's much involved he was with there. that. It might have been a drug thing. It, that could be something similar to, like, the Luger-Elizabeth situation, but I don't know that, right. so I'm not going to get too far into that. But, uh, yeah, that was one of the uh, long-standing myths in, in wrestling history is the— uh, Snuka, Nancy, what's-her-name situation. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I literally do not remember her name. Who? Uh, Stuka's girlfriend that passed away. I have away. no idea. All right, so number three, um, I I hate that he had to be this low. I got the rocket. I got Owen Hart, number three.
1: Fair enough.
2: I mean, he's in the top three. Yeah,
0: and you've heard my thoughts on Owen, so I'm not going to get would too you, far into would Owen. Would you
2: believe, or oh, not? that's not the right word, would you... Do you s- assume that had Owen not passed away, he would have eventually attained that belt and therefore fall off this list?
0: I'm 100% certain he would have been a World Heavyweight Champion somewhere. Cool. Just
2: Do you all agree or beyond, not?
0: Beyond a shadow of a doubt, he would have I been a World Champion. I think he would have got it. Right. You know, so he's guy number really he's
2: really three on your list of guys three. who didn't attain that title. Right. That should have had he lived, he, right. I think he would have been a. World but you believe he someday. would have done so? Okay. Absolutely. That I mean, that matters because yeah. all the other people before him just didn't.
0: Well, Magnum, I think, falls on that list too. I mean, he didn't get killed, but he was paralyzed. His career ended right very on. prematurely, right and he would have. He was supposed to be the guy to beat Flair for the world title. But that's a whole other issue. Number two. Number two. I got the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. All right. Do what. Now, I'm going to. Gary put a question on uh, on the thread earlier when I first mentioned what the topic was. He asked if DiBiase ever held the NWA World title. He was supposed to. When he first was leaving the UWF, which is Bill Watts, the Mid South Territory, yeah. he was in talks to sign with the NWA, and then he was in talks with WWF at the same time. And the deal that I understand it was that he was supposed to go to the NWA and beat Flair for the World title. But then Vince. Uh, before he signed, Vince pitched him the million dollar man idea. And I'm blown away that Ted DiBiase
2: has never won that I know, title. Right? I mean, that's that for me is shocking because yeah. I know his name well enough I'm to go, What right. the fuck? Now, he in Mid
0: in, in South, he was the North American champion, which was their equivalent of a like a technically a world title. but It wasn't a world and we're title. We're talking WWE, right? Yeah, or it's WWF as the case, WWF or man. NWA. He was never the right. world champion, but. Wow, that's definitely their top, top. I assume that years.
2: guy, you know, won thirteen titles. I mean, I did.
0: If there wasn't a Hulk Hogan holding the belt for three and a half years solid, and then having to win it every time he had a wild hair on his ass, then I think DiBiase would have been a world champion. Uh, uh, Probably. Oh, I think Keith, he should have won. I think he should have won the belt at WrestleMania four. Uh, I see DiBiase actually was. He did not win the world heavyweight championship. He was given the belt by Andre after the after the main event, and that was. Uh, it was taken away and uh, Michael helped. Clark
2: Duncan gave his Emmy award to Jack Lemon. Jack Lemon is known as the
0: guy with the award. I remember that, but he didn't win the title.
2: He didn't win it. And he wasn't he officially recog-
0: and he wasn't officially recognized as the world champion. Okay. Uh, nice nice uh, toss yeah. in there, Keith. President Jack Tunney had said that the belt cannot be awarded or distributed in any way to be a recognized world championship. So but no, it's true. He did technically hold the belt for like five minutes.
2: That is, uh, that's crazy. I really didn't. Okay, and so now we're that's up to number one. That's,
0: that's something you'd be interested to see is that match with Hogan and Andre, where uh, DiBiase got awarded the title. Huh. So you're uh, up to
2: number one I'm now. Up to number one. Uh, All right, hang on, hang on, hang on. Before we do, everybody
0: reviewing, this watching,
2: listening right now, right now, we're gonna take a we're gonna take a four minute break. Uh oh. Okay, four minute break. We're gonna play some music. I want you guys all to comment who you think number one is. You ready? (laughs)
1: Go.
0: All right, you've waited long enough. Are- hang on, hang on. Let's see what they said. Uh, so it seems like we a have
2: pretty two rowdy pipers, and I would not be surprised if it's Paul
0: Orndorff. That's it. Okay. Well, Dwayne, first off, you misspelled Orndorff. <laughs> two F's. Fine. But uh, the grammar honest- Nazi will be here next week. That's true. Well, two weeks. Uh, Paul Orndorff actually, Dwayne was my number eleven. <laughs> he almost made it to my number ten, but uh, you know, one of my favorites. So, we will get to our number one. Do you have a drum roll or something? No, I don't. Yeah. I can <laughs> Ah, Thank you, Kyle. So, uh, you guys are pretty sharp. Our number one is kind of a no-brainer. It's the uh, Hot Rod. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Rowdy. Uh, for what he... He was the MJF. The two of, of you generation.
2: that said Rowdy Ron- Roddy Piper win... Oh. Nothing. Our esteem. <laughs> our esteem. Our appreciation. Our love. Our fandom. Our right. etc.
0: But... Piper was MJF before MJF. Yeah. When he was when he was working heel in the mid eighties. Yep. And right, then, right. But he was able to transition that to being a pretty white hot baby face in the in the nineties. And uh, like I said he didn't hold a lot of championships. He held a US title in the NWA in the 82, uh, 83. a couple regional championships, intercontinental championship later on. But he never got that uh, world heavyweight championship. So Hey, I hear the me. But uh, but yeah. So I mean, it's kind of a no brainer. Piper for number one. Right. Yeah, I,
1: th- I agree.
0: I think you said top five, right? No, Dwayne said top five when I first started the list. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, there's uh, no compares. Like Piper wasn't a technical whiz like a Owen Hart or a or a Magnum TA. But uh, but just he had the whole package. He could talk. He could get the crowd really pissed at him. Yep. Then he, or he could, could get him behind him. Yeah, and then he could then he could just scrap. He was uh, all due respect he was a to scrappy. Fighter. Yeah. But yeah, he, and he was so much fun to watch. Uh
1: he was fun. Yeah.
0: That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Later on when he came back and he had the big gut and feuding with Mr. America and, and teamed <laughs> up with Flair. Yeah. It was just kind of not the not the most graceful exit for a career. No. But, but give me Piper in like eighty five. Eighty four, eighty five and man same and I know I said it earlier, if Hogan hadn't been champion for three and a half years, it would have been I think he sh- I think he should have traded with Piper. He should have dropped it to Piper at some point, won it then won it back at the first WrestleMania instead of doing the six tag. Didn't he leave somewhere because he had,
1: he said he already signed to do a movie or something and he wouldn't sign or something with Something that was
0: Jesse, I think. Uh no, that was right. Did he have a girl?
1: What?
0: What? Oh yeah. no. Jeez. <laughs> I got you. No, uh well the story Stunner. I heard. I'm not sure about Piper. Um uh, the story I'd heard was uh Jesse had quit the company because he was going to do the Predator movie in eighty seven. And then they wanted him back for uh Saturday Night's Main event to do the commentary because uh, Dick Ebersol, the head of NBC, wanted him because, you know, big star. Yeah. So Jesse said, I'll do it, but only if I can do The Running Man, which was the other Arnold movie that he did. I so that movie. So they made the deal, and he did that. And then so he kind of <laughs> held Vince up for –
2: Ventura was in that. Yeah, Jesse Ventura, yeah. yeah.
0: So he kind of held Vince up to let him get what he wanted out of it before he came right. back. But with Piper, I'm not sure if he –
2: Thank you for the he, movie reminder.
0: He retired at WrestleMania three, and then I think is when he. I think that's when he went to do They, they Live, in eighty seven. But I don't know. Ventura
2: he, was I, in They Live. No, no,
0: Roddy Piper. Oh, like I, what? I don't. I don't know that. I was
1: just trying to make a transition there to what your next uh, jump
0: in the real. Oh, here. that's very that's very savvy of you there, Kyle Reed. But no, that's uh, very smart. I think I'm not I that think smart. I think Piper already had the movie deal in place for They Live, and he was leaving. Okay, but. But, yeah, you're right. In uh, two weeks, hopefully we'll have Narge back with us. Oh, no, no.
2: It's the movie edition. <laughs> I promise you, Narge will be here.
0: We will discuss he any. He will probably be wearing bells and everything. Right. We'll discuss any number of Sylvester Stallone pictures. Uh, and, like I said, uh, if you guys have uh, the need to comment on the thread, your favorite wrestlers in TV or movies, uh Yep, Please we would jump like in. that. We would love that. We've but, enjoyed uh, we've enjoyed the discourse today with all of our topics. It's been you a good time.
2: Been... It's been a good time. Uh the next episode, just so everybody's clear, there will be a top ten list of best movies starring starring
0: that's a the, wrestler. That's the kicker. It's not, okay. it's not so a movie, gotta be, a guy's opinion. Be,
2: they gotta be within the first three title characters. George Steele and Ed Wood does not count. Right. Right, so their name has to be so close to the top of the bill that you actually saw it, and it wasn't at the bottom of the poster. A significant
0: character right. could not
2: be under the poster bottom line where it goes. Cut here, okay? Mr. Can't Nanny. be there, hmm? Mr. Nanny. But uh, yeah, you know that's a star. You never know. But I, I think of like Rocky Three. Hulk Hogan wasn't a star, but I guarantee right. you, him and Mr. T's portion of that movie. Right. Made part of that movie exist.
0: I, I may put uh, the Rock in Walking Tall, but I will not put the Rock in Be Cool because he was not right. Exactly, exactly. So it's going to be a good I time. Although be cool. Be cool is awesome.
2: We uh, we really appreciate y'all listening. Yes. Um, uh,
0: thanks to Kyle Reed for filling in for no us. Problem. Most definitely. And uh, Kyler's team
2: is just a quick update. Kyler's team was down seven to one. The last mm. message I got, I just I was in I was listening for the the bullshit audio shit we've had, uh-huh. so I didn't see it. But they were down seven to one. Kyler had, as of that moment, uh, let me check what that message was. He did strike out twice, but he got hit by a pitch. Hey, that's right. So, 7-1, the they were losing. That's the last we got as an update. And we feel bad for Kyler and his team. Hey, you learn more from losses than you do from wins. That's right. right. Besides, if you can take that kind of a fucking hit, you can take anything.
0: Right. Uh, let's. See. Uh, Mender said Jake would have been top five. It was a hard to... Get to a top five.
2: I did have an addendum to that. So we have top ten people that never had the belt uh-huh. that we're talking about. How many of those people also have not yet made the Hall of Fame? Any of them? Ooh, oh, that's a good question. Owen. Here we go. Uh, Owen, Owen because the wife won't let him make. Right, the, right. She won't let Vince put him there or won't let WWE Let's put him see. there, right? Okay. Right. So we have one. Who else? I have
0: eight out of the 10 are Hall of Famers. The only two that are not are Owen Hart and Magnum TA. Okay. So, what do y'all think about that? Toby and Arnold are in as members of the Four Horsemen, not for individual. Did Bulldog get in? Yeah. I got in during COVID.
1: Last year. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Okay.
2: Because, I mean, I think that's a pretty exclusive club, right? Right. A person that never held the belt and yet is also in the Hall of Fame. So, pretty much, WWE is like, you know, you didn't get a belt, but man, you fucking matter. Yeah.
0: That's Pretty pretty cool. All right, so let's uh, let's put a pin in this one there, Marco. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, Kyle, thanks for filling in for Narge. Absolutely. Um, Remember,
2: this show goes better with Terramana. Drink yes. fucking copiously and join us.
0: Catch us on Twitter at JTRPod, ProSingTees.com, slash Pod. Check out our, our new uh, pediatric cancer T-shirt and all of our other stuff that we got.
2: Don't check out our fucking pediatric. And- Buy the motherfucker. Buy 10 of them. <laughs> Give them away as gifts. Give them to your grandmother, your mother, your father, your daughter, your sister, your... Fucking buy one for your dog. It may be a little big unless you have a big dog. We don't give a shit. Just buy the fucking shirt. You can use
0: it as a dog blanket. Put it on the dog bed. There you
2: go. But spend a couple dollars. And we actually, with what we're doing with this promotion, aren't really getting anything. Like, we're going to use a couple reserve funds to pay for the next month of this show. But, man, I'll tell you what. You people saying that you want us to donate some of your money to those causes, that's fucking beauty.
0: Yes. And uh, follow us on YouTube, Jumping the Real Podcast, Instagram. Uh, just follow us wherever you can. Uh, we're Back in two weeks, we'll have NARGE back. We'll be talking movies and TV. And until then, this is Redman for uh, Reedzilla and Marco. We'll see you and guys And NARGE. Right? And NARGE. And let us know if you'll follow
2: us on YouTube, because I think the Facebook yes. thing might be getting played out. Yes. So we
0: will see you guys in two weeks. Later.